0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 17th of May, 2020. As always, I am glad to hear from the various people across the world to get their opinions on how these, uh, really what they've fathomed about this whole fracas, this uh, engineered uh, hoopla which is no doubt about it, it took years to plan what's happening today. <laughs> Governments don't act quickly, believe you me. And I think what a guy in government told me that years ago, he said uh, that government goes round corners on square wheels. In other words, it lumbers, is very slow to get into gear and to get operating in any in degree of efficiency at all. But when you see this whole WHO, the WHO uh, plan being unfurled, Step by step by step, it was planned years and years ago, and you you saw too, the coordination on television stations. I don't see TV, but I can get little clips once in a while when my internet gives me enough speed, and I can see the governors of different states and so on coming out on board with the whole WHO agenda and and saying exactly what the the parrot literally the same speech from the WHO, which means they're all in it, they've all sworn to go along with it regardless of the consequences and, and the public backlash to it too, which doesn't bode well for the world and I can smell it coming, this whole, they won't back off now, you understand, even when it dies off and you yeah, it'll kick back a bit and die off a bit and kick back a bit, that's how the last few flus came and went too, the same way. They spike, and then they go way down, and they, they, they come back a little bit in the following flu season. It's always in the flu season, because this coronavirus is like the flu season. And, of course, uh, they die off again after about three years or so. So it's following a, a traditional pattern. But it won't matter, because there's a, such a... And that's what's so obvious here today, isn't it? It's so obvious that, that the whole agenda is being unfurled for a whole new way of living. And you're getting the announcements from your, from your new masters, Bill Gates and all the rest of them who declared themselves the masters of the universe uh, without your vote, of course. And, and they've got all the airtime in the world because they can pay for it quite easily. Uh, all these top TV companies and news organizations and newspapers, too, the old newspapers, uh, take big, big uh, amounts of money from Bill Gates, for example. I'll touch on that in an article tonight, in fact. But I like to hear the opinions from people in different countries as to what they've witnessed. And it's a uniformity, really, that I've noticed already of the articles in all the countries and the opinions of people who are witnessing, living through it. They're seeing the same things I'm seeing here and the same things the people in the States are seeing, the same agenda, step by step by step. And the massive cover-up to to, uh, a lot of the chronology that's going on, uh, because there's an awful lot of chronology going on, especially with the testing, etc., and and the fudge numbers. Once you get into fudging the numbers, folks, and and it's been found over and over again in all the countries, how they're all going into trying to validate the nonsense figures brought out by uh, Neil Ferguson. That They're trying to validate it by increasing the numbers, by putting down all kinds of deaths that happen all the time, every day, every every year, uh, down as COVID. And once you do that, you're into falsification, and and it's not scientific at all. It can't be remotely uh, agreed upon to be scientific or objective, an objective study. So the credibility is pretty well gone for those in charge of it, but they, they won't back off because, if, as I say, this is a massive agenda. It's not it, This is the excuse for the agenda. As I've said before, the World Economic Forum came out with it with amazing statements last year on how they'd have to really find other ways to really get through quickly the agenda for sustainability, which is depopulation, the Club of Rome, and all the rest of them, including the group called Population Matters with... Uh, at uh, Attenborough and all the rest of them out there And good Goodall of course The ones who have decided that uh, You're just a scourge upon the earth You you people You're a plague It's, it's very much like you saw in the Matrix movie Where Morpheus is, is caught He's captured uh, by the agent Agent Smith was I think And he's got him tied up in a in, a, up in an apartment in a building and he gets close to him and he takes his earpiece out because all these all these agents are all connected to each other. They're basically programs. But he takes it off and he, says, he, he, he describes humans. And he says, and you're humans, you, you multiply and you, you, you expand and and you take over space. He says, you're a virus. He says, Well, that's exactly the terms that have been used by those in population matters. And in the the big groups that do with sustainability, sustainability and climate change, all these things are all one. It's one group really, one group, different names for different areas and speciality groups and so on. But it's one group with with this again. The sworn agenda is depopulation, mandatory. The last meeting they had for sustainability and climate change, they actually said they'd have to go further. And this is official. I've read it before. Uh, and on my blogs, too. And even when I was on the radio years ago, I, I, I read them, the articles out from these, these particular organizations saying that they'd have to go the next step. Officially, and printed in the newspapers, it wasn't conspiracy theory, which is really mandating a form of population control. And here you go. And now you tie that in, really, with today, and you tie it in with eugenics. And of course, these same people are really completely tied up with eugenics. And and, and that's in their own uh, histories and their bios and so on, a lot of them. Some of them are members of the old Darwin society as eugenics. And they, you, you find that they're, they're quite open about it to superior types, inferior types, etc., etc. And how they'd have to eliminate basically the useless eaters, as Lord Bertrand Russell called them. So we're living through an agenda. And long before this, I kept telling people, you're living through a script. And it doesn't take long, if you really are aware, it doesn't take long to catch on that so much of what you live through is scripted. Including the last bank crash, those in the know all saw it coming. And they got out of the of the bad stocks immediately. Uh, they had months to do it, and the public hadn't a clue. And and then they brought out the president of the United States, the little bush. They call him Baby Bush, you know. And he gave a talk on mainstream television and told the people, he says, you know, that this is going to cause a crash to what's happening in the economy, this massive debt and so on. And, and he said, it'll be worse, it'll be a lot worse than the Great Depression. Well, for anybody the head of state to come out and say that had broken the cardinal rule. The cardinal rule is that you, you never tell the truth to the public unless you want to make that truth happen. Because stocks and shares, it's, it's all we do with optimism and investment. If, if the head guy comes out and tells you that he's guaranteed people would pull their money out and then you have a crash, that's exactly what happened. It was totally corrupt, of course, beforehand. Anyway, but that, like, you can still keep the, the con game going. We've been living on a cashless wonder society forever uh, since the gold standard was taken off years ago, and money's backed by nothing but confidence and faith, and therefore a God we trust on their on their bill, the dollar bill. But also, who is the God here? You know, and there, there are answers to that too. You might see the picture of one of them. <laughs> <laughs> on that dollar bill itself. Anyway, we're living through a script, and they make things happen at the top because they're planned to happen. It's the same thing when you go back far enough, and you look at nine eleven, and you say, "My goodness, you know this this apparently every intelligence agency on the planet knew it was going to happen. They warned about it. I recorded stuff at the time, uh, that little little bits and bytes from even the BBC, and the head of GCHQ and intelligence." talking about it right the day after, saying, well, this should never have happened. We warned America. Israel warned America. Everybody warned America. But America, of course, was run by the neocons who just happened to want, a, as they said, a Pearl Harbor event to get their agenda through and to take out the countries on the list. It's just You can't brush this stuff off. You, you, you can't do it. You, know? you really can't do it. And But now you're living in such an era of total war against the public. We've been in total war for a while, if you haven't realized it. Most folk haven't. They think it's just starting now with the COVID nonsense. But it was on the go long before that. It's total war against the people. The population uh, reduction groups have been authorized to go to war with all of, of you and your children. And they're indoctrinating your children that way. They've been for years and years and years and years into what's called sustainability until they they learn to hate themselves enough uh, and not breed, you see. And they've had articles come out too with actually, it's like a a little new youth league where they they actually publicize their statements in the papers where they they vow never to have children. But these same ones will go after it, the the, the adults, because they've been taught that you destroyed the planet for them. And they, of course, are the unpaid armies that follow behind the leaders of Extinction Rebellion. The leaders know what they're uh, they're on about and what they're really there for. And they have their private tuition given to them and their, their salaries too. But the followers don't, of course. They actually call them useful idiots, followers. All kinds of followers are called useful idiots by those who set up the organizations at the top yeah, much like, it's all Marxist theology in a sense And I, I see theology because Marxism was really taught as a religion You need a lot of faith to actually believe in it Especially the part about creating a utopia in the future so Where you'd, you'd all struggle in the meantime and starve yourself in austerity But uh, one day, of course, it's for a greater good for all uh, That was the whole, the whole theme of it However, Marxism also a whole new way of living, a brand new way of living, uh, with the elimination of the old system. Everything would be born new. Uh, That meant elimination of marriage initially, too. And Lenin had brought on a woman, that's a whole history in itself, to be the head of the really anti-marriage movement. And she basically was the head of a whole new department that would encourage and teach young girls not to get married and how to even bring in abortion and so on and accept it as a natural method of birth control if they wanted to have relations with men at all. But then they quickly found out in the Soviet Union that this wouldn't do because then you'd have uh, children growing up without dads and that took away the woman from work and so they immediately, eventually after a while she should say after giving this woman lots of awards." The Soviet Union was, was like any other technocratic system. Uh, gives lots of awards to their officials at the top and their civil servants. But, but eventually they had to really kick her out uh, because they needed families to look after children to raise the next crop for the military and to make things work. So um, it didn't last too long there. But again, they, they did believe in a scientific rule. That's the key to it all, uh, that experts would rule the world and every facet of human existence and manage everything uh, in a a proper, efficient manner, of course. And that's what you're going into today. So those who are the spokespeople for depopulation, the eugenics types, and um, they belong to all the different old Darwinian uh, groups too for eugenics it still exists today by the way and you can actually look it up yourself to see see the names on some of it and some of them in the the the, um, the human population movement uh, population um, control movement uh, their names are all there listed there naturally uh, well known people uh, a lot of them too used to do television series for years and years that's a, fav- a famous way they came out with a long time ago uh, even when Julian Huxley was on the go, they, they thought they, they'd have to get, get to the young children, get to, into their heads quickly, and it, it was all techniques they could possibly use. First it was it was radio, and then books and magazines, but they came out with television, and then immediately you had all these wildlife programs, and these, they, again, they, they, they made heroes, just like the, they saw, the scientists were made heroes by the star-making machines, so you'd follow them. They did the same thing with the wildlife characters too. In Canada, of course, everybody knows the ones in Canada, David Suzuki, another eugenicist, and and uh, he's also um, a geneticist. You know, they always go together like that. And in Britain you had Attenborough, David Attenborough and different people there too. Every country's got their versions of them. To get you really involved, to get an idea uh, that nature is very important, which no one would deny. However, then they go into, uh, the, uh, towards the, the last two or 20 years, starting to jack up, the, there's too many people. It's interfering with wildlife and and the terrain and, and uh, the planet, etc. And then it's mixed up with climate change, which is their big, big thing. It fell apart, of course. They tried to get to... Uh, the coming ice age, that was back in the 1960s. They, were, they, they, they banked on it being an ice age and they could blame us all for causing it. And it didn't work out. So then they switched to the reverse and went to global warming. That didn't pan out either. And so this changed to climate change eventually, which so you can't lose, really. Huh? So th- that's what we are living through a big agenda. And the public, of course, are still consuming and buying because the system set up to consume and buy. I've been talking about this for years and years, uh, how eventually they'd force you into it. Well, here you go. You're going to go into austerity, whether you like it or not, you're already in it. Uh, whatever comes out the end of this, this mess here, this sausage machine, is, is all manufactured and planned in advance. And it's going to be a sustainable future for, for those who control all, and although they'll live way above you, of course, naturally, they always do in their lifestyle. And they'll have good health, because they'll have the best food and organic stuff, and all right. but you won't, you see. And they'll have access to, to meat products, which they, they always do, you know. Just like um, Julia said in 1984, those bar stewards, I said bar stewards, they always have... Um, they got everything. There's nothing that they lack at the top. That's the way it's always been. Same in the Soviet era. The ones who at the top had lacked for nothing at all. They had all the same food and clothing, lifestyle and music and so on. And entertainment, uh, technology, electronic technology, as everybody else in the West. And their salaries were equivalent too. So that's how the world really is run, folks. Uh, lots of guys is to force you into austerity While the same crew uh, Live high in the hog And you're supposed to start to become depleted Because your usefulness is over Like I said years ago You're now classed as obsolete They don't need you You're the useless eaters Of Bertrand Russell You're also the weeds Of Margaret Sanger Because she actually <laughs> referred to the children Excess children And uh, uh, The well, what can you say? It can go on forever. However, uh, what is fascinating, as I've said, is getting the, the the feedback from people all over the planet who let me know what they've seen in their areas and how, how it's affecting them themselves and how they see it affecting other people. Right down to the interesting little parts of how folk are adapting to Adaptation is awfully important. Because you've you're been trained to adapt and adapt and adapt. And you're treated just like children. Actually, you're treated like lab rats, to be honest with you. Years ago, I gave talks on what do you think these labyrinths and lab rats were for. It wasn't because they wanted to make a, a better species, make lab rats happier. It was to to find out what works with all kinds of mammals, basic stuff and so on. And it's surprising how much you've got in common even with a rap when it comes to basic necessities like food and water, believe you me, and the things you'll do perhaps to get it. But uh, no, they're always studying the public, and we are under the microscope. We've never had freedom, as, as you think of it. You've had a, you've had a, an era of a little bit of, of um, more cash in your pocket, or at least cheaper goods to buy, put it that way. That cash hasn't really gone up so much. Because its value is constantly going down, we can purchase, you need more and more of the paper to buy the same things. And that's because the money is backed by nothing. You really don't need world wars to change society, although they, they like that too, it's handy for them. And they've written lots and lots of books about it at the top, how they can use wars or plagues for instance, where they can take over a kind of martial law type scenario and force a new system to come, as they're doing right now. They boasted about it, they're boasting now about it, how it's been planned and how every business will, that'll open up in the future will eventually, will be very shortly by the way, will be stamped and approved as sustainable and green and all the rest of it and harmless to society or nature. So they use all these techniques to change the world and as I say, it was planned a long time ago. It didn't just suddenly happen. Uh, you 're also finding uh, the, the connections in some countries more more tightly knit with China than other countries, and Canada, of course, has been left wing for so such a long long time now really that and gone left wing uh, since Pierre Trudeau was on the go. And even before that, a lot of his civil service was left-wing, even during World War Two and afterwards, but that's a different story. But since Pierre Trudeau went left-wing, 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 until literally, uh, they, they, I think they almost praised China for, for, for being communist and having had total control over its, its population. And over the years, I've lost count of the incredible fawning of TV in Canada, where I used to watch television, but I'm sure it's just the same today from the articles you can see on the internet, uh, the the praising of China. Because they they actually idealize it, because that truly is a technocratic type system where a small elite at the top and then bureaucrats underneath them and academia working together manage off the public, and the public don't really have really um, the freedom of individual rights. And that's a key to an individuality that the West has. And when this COVID-19 started in Canada, there were cries in the newspapers here to, for, to get, get a technocratic group in right away, a technocracy in right away, people who would deal with it properly, you see, and, and just overrule and manage on behalf of government as in a wartime scenario. And bingo, there you go. That's how you do it. That's how you literally wipe away years and years, maybe even centuries, of, of pressing and pushing for democratic rights, for individuals. We're not a collectivist society in the West. China is collectivist, a collectivist society. You, you don't find so much in their history, either individuality, uh, and even in their stories, even in their fiction and so on that individuality isn't really there It's a different different culture altogether from the West And it works well for China But it, it doesn't work for anybody else And we shouldn't try to emulate it uh, At all, in fact Because if you don't have individual rights Then horror takes place In the name of many other things And you don't want to go down that track Including what's happening with the statements put out by the top. Again, uh, Theresa Tam the Health Tsar of Canada has stated uh, that uh, oh yeah, there are ways to, to force people to be tracked and traced and so on and including the bracelet. She mentioned that in a documentary quite a few years back but that's still available and they put up the links last month or last week I should say of her actually saying this and there's a movement in Canada now to try to get her move from her position because she's one on the board of the WHO Well, she's supposed to serve Canada, uh, not the WHO. We don't vote for WHO. We don't. We don't vote for Fauci either in the States uh, and so we have to start to regain her her rights to look after ourselves in such circumstances this chaos that's been deliberately, deliberately is a key it, manufactured, that never in history have you locked down a good chunk of the world, never mind one individual country, and and literally isolated all the, the healthy people by forced quarantine. It, it, it's unheard of. It, it, it doesn't make sense at all, which tells me it's got a different purpose altogether. I don't care how it's trying to rationalise. This is not the big, 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 big killer disease that they're talking about, and it's, it's disgusting. And I, I really, if we, if, if any, ever any reclamation of rights at all after this, I can only hope there'll be real big trials with the characters involved put on public display in trials for what's happening and what's happened. And the total destruction of the economies that they are not meant to be regained. By the way, this they is they, they're rejoicing at this at the top, for the sustainability crowd, and in the Club of Rome too. They're all one big clique, as I say. Special, they're just branches of the same big organization, and the Bilderbergs and so on. As it's one organization with different branches of uh, special branches. That's all. And the Club of Rome is quite open about it, about the the fact that they will be um, monitoring, you know, or the, those organisations to monitor um, the reopening in a sustainable fashion. Which, of course, is the same group as the WEF, the World Economic Forum, uh, and anyway, the stuff that they've published too about the same thing. So it's it's their it's their big war agenda. This is a war on the public. And when you fudge and fudge and fudge the numbers and statistics, just to put anybody down who who possibly might have it uh, as a coronavirus, to try to pad the numbers to justify what they've done, uh, is beyond desperation, if you ask me. It truly is. It truly is. And um, I've gone through the figures before in previous talks, the published figures from governments and government health departments, and the different statistics of births and deaths and so on in different countries. And really, we haven't exceeded, for most of the countries, we haven't exceeded the deaths for the regular flu season. And they have even padded that with other deaths too, to try and get up the COVID ones. It's just not working at all. And even got Neil Ferguson, that honestly, if you ever lost money, and you went to the lost and found department to see a police station or something, and uh, if you're asked, how much money did you have in your wallet? You would want Neil Ferguson there, because he'd probably say about 10 billion, you know. Uh, the guy's never seen a massive number that he didn't like. I, 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 he's, he's got quite imagination. It's all done with computer models, just like, the, and of course, they work, too, with the climate models <laughs> groups in, in, in England, the, the famous one, the groups and universities. And and it's astonishing to see them repeatedly put out the same massive figures with these, these, these computers are really sold with programs saying, you know, what kind of numbers, you're looking for big ones or small ones, <laughs> and I'll come up with whatever you want, it can only do what you feed into them, you see. So it's, uh, it's amazing that we're supposed to just bow down to these guys and, and, their, and their computerized gods. You know, the electric, as I say, T-R-I-C-K, the trick of the elect, because that's the trick they're using to con everybody, is computer modeling. And they don't back off and readjust their, 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 their programs once they're caught out on it. They'll use them again and again. It's It's phenomenal. Um, I've got articles here, even even to Sweden. They were using Neil Ferguson's projected models there, and and they'd have been wiped out supposedly, according to Neil Ferguson's uh, program. They wiped out a good part of the Swedish population if they followed what they eventually did follow, which is is basically the the limited uh, quarantine type system, just and, and hardly any social distancing. But uh, supposedly that was going to finish them off But it didn't It's astonishing Why are we supposed to bow down and believe these guys And then they'll do it again and again and again With their terrible models If you have even chance involved Half the time uh, something should be in your favour And half the time against you That's theoretically again uh, and, But you expect that kind of thing to happen How come these same guys, same people are consistently wrong. I mean, Neil Ferguson was wrong with, with the mad cow disease, as, it, as they called it. It wiped out the entire livestock for the entire British nation, when it's not even been confirmed yet that that's what a few people had, a few people had from, from eating meat. It's not even proven yet. Because we, we, we designed something similar in World War II in Canada that would eat the brains of cattle. And it was it was declassified in uh, Canada's Secret War, you know, Deadly Allies, I think it was called. But so you see this thing uh, cropping up in Britain, and they go to Neil Ferguson, you know, and he uses his computer, and there you go, the projected morals will, will kill most of the population in Britain off if you don't kill off the livestock. When you kill off the livestock, you're going to start killing off the population of Britain, folks. It's the same nonsense you're hearing today. And Ferguson again was wrong with the, the, this, the flu in 2009 and ten. the same thing, you know. And all the big pharma groups and vaccine groups were up at go. they will get their hands out again. Oh, this, is, this is Klondike time again. The gold rush is, is the governments are dishing out money, like taxpayers' money. And they make millions and millions of, of, of shots for, for a flu that faded away by itself. And they had to ditch millions of these things because nobody wanted them. So this time they're really in a force of the we're try to make you take it. But you still, you still have got laws. Once, once they go beyond the laws and your choice is taken from you, you're no longer living in any semblance of democracy. Democracy still exists even in wartime, folks. It's not closed down completely. If you do, you, the people it would stop the war, the external war, and start fighting the people inside their own countries, obviously, because is, you've had a coup. A coup has taken place, or a revolution. And I mentioned last week, it really is a revolution. A revolution is different from a rebellion. A rebellion, you try to, some new laws being passed, that's going to take more money from you or something, and folk folk rebel against it. Or you're forbidden to practice your religion. That's what happened with different rebellions in Britain and parts of Europe in the Middle Ages and later. You'd have rebellions when kings or whoever, queens tried to stop the people worshipping the way they wanted to. Uh, Because we have this ingrained idea that we're supposed to have choices in the West. That's the difference. We have choices and the right to exercise our choice, you see. When it's taken away from you, you're, you're no longer in any kind of democracy or free society. You're under tyranny. That's as simple as that. I think it was George Washington, said, Government is not reason. It is not eloquence. It is force. Like fire, it is a dangerous servant and a fearful master. And people can complain and argue about the founding fathers, but the fact is they knew history. They had great educations back then, by the way and uh, and they they learned it very well the the, the simple tried and true techniques were very old of teaching children and they understood They understood the world understood uh, the history they understood tyranny understood how tyranny takes over and how it, it's implemented and how to recognize it they understood that they debated the whole idea of what government even was what was it there for But that was it. Government is not reason. It is not eloquence. It is force like fire. It's a dangerous servant and a fearful master. So there you go. They knew, and nothing's changed. Nothing's changed except the size of government and uh, the organizations that graft themselves on to to government, like appendages or tumors even. Uh, first, to help government to decide what to do on things like the foundations. You know, we're think tanks, that advise governments. Well, you don't vote for these think tanks, and there's nothing out there that is not corrupted, <laughs> especially, I think, anything that grafts itself on. We also have organizations for sustainability that graft themselves on to every local council, and we didn't vote for them. Most of the folk don't even know what happened. Do you know that? <laughs> Uh, this is a big takeover of a war. Well, that's what I'm saying, a rebellion is where you, you rebel against something changing. You want to keep the old system, but something's happened that you're not happy with, and you rebel. Or more is demanded of you, like taxis or something like that. Uh, whereas revolution is a planned, generally a planned and organized, an uh, organized uh, complete uh, overthrow of the system uh, for something else to bring in a new system. Well, the people who who have been on at you for years and years have constantly talked about and read their articles for you from the think tanks and organisations themselves. Uh, this is their revolution against you to bring in their new system, their new world order, their new uh, post-consumerist and post-democratic society. They're quite open about it. If you they, they 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 don't they don't tell you oh we're we're having a revolution for ourselves right no they 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 couch it in different words but it's, it's still plain to see if you if you have not brainwashed uh, it's in your face what it really is. The fourth industrial revolution is one term they use too. It's post industry. The last one we had was, was post industrial too. But but it, uh, And three, but it also it, um, it gave you a service economy. The public didn't want a service economy. It was just foisted upon them through global meetings. You don't vote for those in global meetings. You don't create the G7, G8, and all their G-whizzies. Yeah, the fact is, it was done quietly, and most of the people think it's all official. No, it's not official. Not when big think tanks are part of them. You don't vote for the think t- There's their private think tanks. They have their own mission statements of what they exist for in their own right, <laughs> as opposed to what you, as a member of a society, think uh, uh, society's all about, completely opposed to you. And the biggest problem they've always had at the top in, in, in the West is people obeying them, This this idea, of having rights, individual, really is a not, it, 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 they can't sleep because of it. They get ulcers, you know? A society that won't do what they're told. Hmm? And I've got the dog clips I've been watching, as you see on my very intermittent internet, um, it's a different story again. <clears throat> Because everyone's everyone's cashing in on this COVID thing and getting big handouts from government, including the internet that, that I'm on it's a satellite system. And, and what they're doing is expanding their bandwidth to everybody because it's more focal home they said, and they'll give you three free, free gig, extra gigs per month. But what but just no use because they've slowed this down so much you can't get your what you're paying for normally you can't even use all that you can't get streaming it's cutting off all the time. Con artists everywhere through the Greed Society, eh? It's incredible. But getting back to what I'm saying here is the revolution's on the go. Uh, your post-service economy, pretty well, will be limited service economy. And a service economy, I've said before, you just import things from China and the West. Your same masters and the WEF and all the rest of them set up China to be the manufacturers for the planet. It wasn't done by the public. The public had no input at all into the whole affair. We paid for their factories to ship over and businesses to ship over. We paid for them, you know, losses they incurred for years, for 15 years, they said initially, which could be doubled again if they had made up what they thought they may have lost in the transfer over to China. We, we paid for it all and we lost all the jobs and all the other Tiers and tiers of manufacturing that go up to a finished finish product, from raw ore all the way up to finished products. That's a lot of businesses gone in factories. We had no say at all in that. It was done by the politicians who did, dutifully what they're told by the CFR in the U.S., Royal Institute for International Affairs for the rest of the world, European Institute for International oh, one big group, by the way and the Far Eastern Pacific Rim group, the Asian group as well. Oh, one, one group, one private group, set up all the transfers of wealth to China and the manufacturing to China. We paid for it all. And now you're paying for it again. You're getting stiffed for what, what for <laughs> even being so stupid as to put them over there. But not really stupid because those at the top set up China to be the model for the world to emulate. They, 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 they salivate when they see people jumping and obediently doing what they're told. They really do. And they're quite open about it. Ah, it's something else. It really is something else to watch all happening. And the people complying because fear, terror, it's not just fear, it's terror. You're living through a reign of terror with the COVID idea. And there's no doubt something's out there, but really, uh, even Fauci said it myself at one point, it could be no, no, no worse than a bad flu season. and um, But they're really making hay- much more head out of it than a flu season, aren't they? This is planned, obviously, years ago, because the last two big scares they gave us didn't work either. We kind of ignored it and continued, and we didn't fall apart. And yet, folk will die, with, every year we die with flus and things. When you're a certain age, you, you get, you, your immune system gets weaker and weaker, and eventually, something, uh, as they say, makes you a cropper, and that's you gone. But this, this thing really uh, has been vastly overstated. And the treatments that would normally give to pull even older folk through, were not even, they were abandoned. It's just astonishing. The staff all know this. Uh, because it's not a it's not a scary thing to treat at all, and there are standard methods to do so, and they've been ignored. You don't you don't stick people on ventilators and watch them die. That's what they say in New York. has been happening. They're sticking them on ventilators, and and that's it pretty well. Huh? In Britain, they pulled a woman, one hundred and two years old, I think it is. She, she's I don't know, she's a dame or what they, they call them over there. She'd actually worked for Winston Churchill in World War Two. And, uh, but for a celebrity in her own right, in no, her own time, and she got it, I went into intensive care, and they pulled her through. So, I mean, come on here. They, they know what treatments to give them. They know, too, they can give them plasma. You, you've got a, a good part of the Hasidic community in New York who've recovered from it, having it themselves. Uh, they came into Pennsylvania to donate the blood for plasma because it's got the antibodies against it, you see. That this isn't a horror show that's been made out to be. It's a lack of treatment, which is understood and recognized. It's not new, brand new treatment that does work. It's very effective. Not just the plasma, there's other stuff they can give them too, very effective. But it's been held, held withheld, and that's what some of the nurses have been saying on YouTube is that they're, they're murdering them. They're, they're sticking them in these rooms. <laughs> and they're, The staff are terrified to go in and they're not being prescribed the medications, etc., for the treatments they should be getting. But yes, this this thing definitely is taking people that are that are um, really obese and very old, and who, who've got high blood pressure and uh, had cardiac problems, and possibly uh, badly diabetic if they're obese. But uh, but that that happens too in the flu seasons. The same kind of people are, are are hit by them too, but the hay that's been made is is, is you you'd swear you know, you know uh, that uh, millions had died in the Canada and millions had died in america it hasn't happened it hasn't happened but the hands are still out as, as millions and billions of dollars get dished out, the big pharma and organize it, including the tracers. That's your new Stasi groups, if you haven't figured it out. This it It's really just <laughs> taken after the Stasi. The Stasi had about half the, a good half, a few million people, apparently at any one time, employed by them to, to, to snoop on everybody else's activities in the communist West Germany. And that's what you've got here now. There's articles where some of them boast of, how, of the techniques they've learned, how to get into it, people's heads basically, meet them and be friendly with them and get the gossip and find out what's going on and yada yada yada. And, and then they might get snippets of someone that might have complained of being unwell and then they can get the tracers sent out to pick them up and yada yada. This, this will be used to understand what you're seeing as a permanent movement here. Is This is not a temporary thing. And it's a permanent movement being set up like an inland army as I say, a Stasi-type system that'll be used for everything else, including, I've already seen the articles, uh, some of them put out by the governors of states in America. It's, I don't know what it is, but they remind me of really nasty old school teachers. Really. Uh, 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 Just dictating to the people, and forgetting completely you're supposed to be living in a form of democracy. The states is a democratic republic. But that, that, that term, dem, democracy, is the rights of individuals and the rights to vote and decide for yourselves, not to be ruled over. Ruling is different from being governed. China is ruled, you see. We're supposed to be governed but with by our consent and with our consent. That's a big, big difference. And you don't stick electronic bracelets on people. They're just manacles, electronic manacles, They'll be used for many other reasons, including this internal army as well. Because you don't trust the public. Is that the idea? You don't trust the public to report what's happening with the disease. Now, this is going to be used for other reasons, obviously. Obviously, folks. And once they start, you won't get rid of them. You won't get rid of them. And then you'll really be paranoid. The Soviet system, everybody, they they used to walk past, um, all, all big cities are the same, like Moscow. But there, of course, people really didn't want to make eye contact at all. Because you just didn't trust anybody. Everybody's paranoid then. And that's what's been foisted upon the public in the West as we go through this nonsense here too. Quite amazing, isn't it? Tried and true techniques by Tyrannical systems are now here, all under the guise of saving the people. Mm-mm-mm. That's how they always say it, but it's always to save the people, and and then defend the system from the people, this <laughs> or certain people, <laughs> and here you go with it all. Yeah? And folk are watching way too much news. Way, way too much news if they're watching television. Some people have got in touch with me who admitted that. this incessant it's 24-hour COVID channels. and I've given the talks over the years of how your, your psyche works, how, how your mind works even with um, horror movies, even the more most awful B-type or C movies, you'll still watch them because it's to do with survival. And the primitive part of the brain kicks in. Oh, my God, the person's going to be attacked with that monster behind them. And you, if you turn away or, or go off to the washroom, or you might miss what happens. So so really, uh, you see, you're projecting yourself into the movie uh, and the character who's getting chased by the big big boogie monster. And if uh, if you, if you, in real life, you see, if you moved, looked away, for instance, if a bear was standing in front of you, for instance, you um, might be dead. It's a very simple technique that your brain will, is, will naturally tune right on, on. It's, it's survival, survival against all odds. And it's true, in a real life situation, a, a fraction of a second is all it takes for you to make a deci- the right decision or, the, or, the, or don't do it at all, make the wrong decision or miss it, miss the opportunity. So they know what, how it works, and that's why they use terror on the public. I mean, you get 24 hours a day of terror. This might happen, and that might happen. And the figures might rise up to so many billion and didn't. Uh, the people literally will lose their heads and go into complete uh, immobility where they're stuck between fight or flight, complete stuck in between, a click mode, I call it, where, where they, 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 they cease to function. They don't know how to fight. Fu- it's like the lost dogs. If I move to that corner, I'll get a shock. If I move to this other corner over here I'll get a shock until eventually you just you just have a breakdown and that's what's happening to a lot of people. They know this at the top. They knew it before they they started this whole idea of the pandemic and lockdown. They knew it would happen. They already had the teams, even in, in the exercise they had, the Vent 201 uh, they they already had gone through what would happen in a total lockdown and, and they'd have psychiatrists on standby and psychologists and they'd have all these articles they put in the papers and on, on television immediately. And they did. They're all ready to go for this one. All ready to go. And, and all, all I, right down to the wartime, when folk can't get the food that they want, here's the great a great recipe for this and a great recipe for that. The same stuff that George Orwell talked about during World War Two, he, he, he said after uh, after the war, he said one of his functions at the BBC was to convince the British to eat uh, food that Lee wasn't eat, uh, fit for human consumption and tell them it was much better for them. Well, you're right back at it again with the same techniques, the same liars <laughs> who won't be starving at the top, believe you me. Oh. They're having the revolution. That's what it is. And they've been quite open about where's to take you into total sustainability, a post-democratic society where you'll do what you're told if you want to survive at all. And uh, right down to not just one vaccination here to come out of this. They, they want an annual uh, booster shots for all vaccinations and all, all new kinds I haven't given you yet you haven't even heard of. That's what's to do on on your report card. So your report card is going to be your vaccination record. That'll that'll be in either in your skin itself uh, or in your little electronic bracelet. If you're a bad person, it will have your record of what you have gotten, what you what you have refused, or whatever. And if you refuse it too, they won't let you get into stores to feed yourself. They've already said it. You won't get on a plane to have a flight. Then they'll say, well, we're not stopping you from, from moving. It just You can't go on a flight, you know, if you don't take this shot. Or you can't get to that particular store if you don't take this shot. You know, we're not stopping you, sir. This, this is the technique that's used as, the, as you're gradually barred from this place, that place, or that place. That's, what, by the way, what they used in China. They still use it today with a social credit system. Documentaries were put out a few years ago with some of the people who'd been blacklisted in China who didn't know it at the time, some of them were journalists. Because journalism, true, real journalism, is anathema to totalitarian regimes. And that's why you don't really have true journalists anymore in the West either. Not for the mainstream. They're all on board like an army of yes-men and women for their master. And and I mean their master, because Bill Gates, you'd be surprised how many Newspaper organization or news organizations, he funds. Nothing is ever what how it seems to be. Nothing out there at all, is what it seems to be in a sense. It really isn't, and and that's how bad it truly is. And not stay that way until you you individually. I gave this talk years ago, m- over twenty years now, and I said, uh, it, it's not a, a mass movement thing. You can have movements, but they they, they get infiltrated right away. And you have to put it down, uh, which I keep thinking of um, Animal Farm, you know, when they had their, their, basically their their constitution written out and the pigs were in charge and then the pigs would go up at night with a ladder and rub rub little bits of it out, such as the pigs will not sleep in human beds. and then it would it would add on to it, or rub something out, in the bits they, they said with sheets, so they added with sheets on as, until they, they could get into the beds. You see, little sit in the bed. That's how it's done. You start to, so so you you set yourself off with with your tenets of your organisation, what you hope to achieve, and what you're there for. Uh, but you'll be infiltrated right away, generally, right away, and you'll even see it coming. As people, you that would be so likable and so, and so pleasing and. And they'll take over a lot of the work. we go, oh, don't worry, I'll do that. Are you sure? Oh, no problem. And next thing you know, when it comes to uh, electing, uh, or if they're a good psychopath, they'll turn the rest of them against you, the leader, that is, and, and then they'll become the leader. They get, they'll, they'll get the rest and they vote them in. That's how it's done. I've seen it for. This is a standard technique that's used. They get trained to do this, for goodness sake, you know. So, the, the real way to do it is to, if you see your, your, what you set up, uh, organizations set up to do, starting to sway off in some other area or being diffused, that's the term you use for it, you diffuse them. It's like the We Are Change movement. So, eventually, you started going into the climate change for, for, for all the sustainability. <laughs> They've been taken over completely. So, when you see it swerving, that That's what's happened. You see, it's been, you've been diffused and rea- reassigned a new role. And the public who follow it often don't even... It's, it's so cleverly done that the, it's almost like they sleepwalk right through the change until they're walking in a different direction. That's how it happens. And so I said the, the only way you can do it is, is really be, have a real good eye on what your program is. It's almost like um, a mantra. You have to get a mantra. As to why you exist, and and quote it every day. I guess it's kind of like the the A A or um, or similar organisations, where where you where you where you recite what you're there for, basically, and your purpose is, and and you swear to follow certain guidelines. You see, and you name the guidelines. Otherwise, you're going to be subverted, taking over quite easily. That's how it happens. Very slick, that's what happens. But anyway, we're living through it, and individually, he made a, a difference because your time is going to come. Yeah. But it's, it's already happening. Where well, you, you've got to start be, being a nuisance. It's, it's like passive resistance, the Gandhi technique. Although well, Gandhi didn't say passive resistance, he says those who don't want to fight, <laughs> then don't fight. You, can, you know, There's other ways to do passive resistance, and that's by like, lying down in the middle of the road and stopping cars and trucks and all the rest of it. And uh, and and you you're not heading out violently against anybody, but regardless, uh, as individually, that's how the changes happen. Because you're all going to get your turn. You see, to obey as more and more demands are laid upon you, and you only hear say yes or no to it, and that's how things. They can't put once once they start putting people in prison, they they can't put everybody in prison. You understand that. And when it's such a massive number, look at look at the look how the West uses uh, China right now, with, uh, with the Uyghurs, how they're how they're maltreated by China, and they're hated because they they won't give up their religion and just blend in with China. And same with Catholicism, or the the, the, the tremendous bashing in China, although apparently there's been <laughs> some orders from the top. Recently, to tell them to, to kind of go along with the Chinese government, but, but regardless, no, no totalitarianism. And again, the WHO and their, and their mandate made it quite clear that they're, they're against religion because it's religious. Folks stand up against their vaccinations and their mandates. WHO is a part of the big global uh, New World Order, folks. That's why it was set up. That's why it was set up. Every wing of, of anything to do with the United Nations is set up by those who run the world. They run the banks. They are the Royal Institute for International Affairs. the come from foreign relations. They're private groups. But that's what's running the world right now. And you'll all get your chance, as I say, to capitulate and go under and kiss the rating of your masters or stand up to them, uh, even if they do put you inside. But like the Uyghurs, as I said, in China, they they look at the West. Look what they're doing to those poor folk there. They're getting persecuted. Well, that's what will happen as well. And the word gets around fast when they start to persecute the people inside their own countries because they've got an opinion Which has been tabooed We're not going to allow your opinion And they've got all these different organizations out there Hammering you, thousands of, of Sock puppets and algorithms And real people, the armies like the 77th Brigade In Britain, cyber warfare Thousands of them working To hammer anybody with their own opinion About this whole affair This fracas It doesn't matter, you put up with it and you say no You don't even have to explain why You have the right to say no you have the right to refuse. That's what makes you different from totalitarian regimes. But to hear some of these these governors come out with the statements they're making and talking down to the ch- like bad bad school children. Well, know what we are not school children, and we're and we won't be talked down to by some idiot. And I mean idiot, that truly believes that, because the the, 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 the fostered rights that, that their bosses, and it's not the public that their bosses, but the ones that are running them, have given them, they can get away with it. No, they'll take pay one day as well. Do you realize how many folk are dying because they can't get into hospitals across the planet? And what's to come is pretty well guaranteed Famine. Because the farmers aren't aren't gone either, most of them. The protein supply is being eliminated, uh, and the herds are being culled off. Milk has been put down sewers, and you only pay the price. You know, the piper's always paid. Guess what happens? Eh? Guess what happens? And it's known. It's, uh, I'm not seeing anything that isn't known by the big think tanks that planned all this. And the Event 201, etc. And all the other events of plan and the Rockefellers that are still working with their bioethics groups to take over, by the way, right now. (laughs) The same group that had their big uh, plan uh, for the future in in 2010 or so. Published with their innovations, etc. for the future. How you'd all have to adapt and do what you're told. Well... Uh, Until they declare you're you're now living in a totalitarian regime, although they'll smooth it over by calling a different name, of course, uh, then uh, you have to stand up to it, obviously. You have to. Because hell's coming down. What do you think it's going to be like next year? If you can get through the winter, even, eh? What do you think it's going to be like next year? When there's more and more forts scrambling for less and less food. And then they'll come in with the rationing cards or whatever. You know, this is how they're going to do it, folks. Of course, they'll do it on your cell phones. That cell phone is your ID card anyway. And you buy it. You buy your own chains. If they want to run your lives through their programs, they should give you the darn things for free. I said that with the computers too. It's all for their benefit, not for you. But anyway, that's what you're living through. is a big, big plan obviously pre-planned, they're all sworn, literally sworn, to, along with it. I mean, like hands together in a circle, that's how they've sworn uh, to the death. That's what it seems like to me, when they're all part of the exact same things. That's a military technique. That's what you saw with 9-11, when they all came out their meetings and said the same little short phrases, like weapons of mass destruction. Everyone was sworn to say the same things to the press, to the public. Same thing you're getting right now There's no, when you see that, you, that There's no variation that, that Then there's something else going on You see, Because humans have variations of opinion And free societies When, when it's all the same Then they're together And that's a very dangerous sign That Because they'll use ultimate force on the public To make them obey That's what they want And they'll shame people They've already said they could shame people And they will shame people Oh, look at that, oh, that they're, they're putting you all at risk. Right? No, you're not. If they get their vaccines, they should be quite happy now that they're immune to it, right? Not that you might even be a carrier of it either. They might. <laughs> Who knows? Because untested vaccines are a very dangerous thing. Ron Paul, he's a doctor, of course, himself, but where does that matter? These days, uh, he said the same that Untested <laughs> vaccines can kill people. And it doesn't have to be right away, immediately. You can get all kinds of reactions, long-term ones as well. And this, this particular vaccine they're working on is different. Again, I've got, there, there, there are so many competing vaccine companies. One of them, by the way, really took my attention because, I, I, I know, honestly, people think, uh, they see the white coats and people with the masks on in laboratories and the and they got and they're doing little, little you know, everything's so spotless looking, right? But they've no idea what they put into some of the shots out there. They really don't. They really haven't got a clue. And, uh, I mean, look, look at the monkeys that they're using, you know, the green monkeys for the, for the polio vaccine, for instance. And they had all kinds, they had hundreds of viruses that are carried by the, the, the monkeys, And, of course, the big one is always mentioned, but there's a lot of other ones, too, in those batches from the same monkeys. There's a simian virus 40, you know, SV40, that eventually causes cancers in the people. Well, it didn't cause cancers in the monkeys, they said, but we had no idea it would actually cause cancers when humans got these things. Oh, really, eh? What a surprise. Is it a little oops thing? This isn't like spilling your tea out of your cup here on the table. This is lies. This is folks' lies you're talking about here. This is. That's what tyrants say. Oh, it's an oops thing, an oops moment. You know, really. Millions of folk got cancer viruses put in them. Never mind all the other kinds of viruses too, apart from the simian various forty. And all the problems that came out too with the first swine uh, non-epidemic that happened with the one soldier that collapsed marching and oh, a swine flu and they decided not vaccinating folk and folk oh. And thousands came down with different kinds of paralysis and, and terrible symptoms. and Oops, oops. But it doesn't stop them, does it? Because it's, it's so incredibly, the money t- t- from these companies to, to get the, the proper the proper ideas put across to the people, not the real ones, but the proper ones for their, on their behalf, uh, over, overdoes everything, overlays everything, doesn't it? And you, you can't fight that kind of thing when, with, when they have limitless money for propaganda. And they're so slick with it using behaviors and psychologists and psychiatrists. Here's a mummy with her baby and it's nice little background music and that, before you could know it, you're just ready. Oh, okay, give me that darn needle there. And, you know. It is too easy, isn't it? They play on natural emotions that we have. So you're dealing with very very wicked people. But yeah, the one that caught my eye was wasn't the was the latest. So often, sometimes I'll take vaccines, they used to use eggs for it, you know. And that's what they'd really implant the, the virus into in different stages for vaccines. And then they started growing different vaccines as well on fetal tissue, aborted fetal tissue. Sometimes I'll see that on the insert. By the way, you should always ask to read the inserts. And it's good because maybe for the first time the doctor will read the insert too before they give you to see what's in it. And so little coding letters that tells you what it's from, you see. And you can look that up on the internet if you're interested. But one of the latest ones, uh, is companies for this particular one that they're looking at. Uh, there's many companies involved with their own versions, but one of them was to, to, grow, <laughs> to grow the virus on aborted fetal uh, eyes, on, on the sclera of the eyes. I don't know why, but that was, or maybe in, inside the eyes itself. And the virtuous humour and so on. I mean, really, it's, it's a bit of a horror show. It's kind of hard to put that together, as I say, with the white coats and st- oh, so clean looking. And, huh? <laughs> when you really look at what's happening. It made me think, actually, of Macbeth today. I was looking through some of this stuff earlier. And I thought, this is like Macbeth, isn't it? But it made me think about the witches, eh, in Macbeth. And, and the first witch says, Round about the cauldron go In the poisoned entrails throw Toad that under cold stone Days and nights has thirty-one Sweltered venom sleeping got Bow thou first the charmed pot And then all them jump in and say Double, double, toil and trouble Everybody knows that one Fire and cauldron bubble Then the second witch says Fill it of fanny snake and the cauldron boil and bake Eye of Newt and Toe of Frog, Wool of Bat and Tongue of Dog. It's almost like one of those markets, eh? Mm. Wool of Bat and Tongue of Dog. What coincidence. Adder's Fork and Blind Worm Sting, Lizard's Leg and Owlet's Wing, For a Charm of Powerful Trouble, Like a hell broth Boiling Bubble. Oh, wow, eh? And uh, it really is is what made me think about how some of these vaccines are made. Then they do their double-double tall and trouble again. And there's it says, Scale of dragon, tooth of wolf, witch's mummy, maw and gulf, of the raven salt sea shark, root of hemlock, digged to the dark, liver of blaspheming, oh, I can't say that part, gall of goat and slips of ewe, silvered in the moon's eclipse, noise of turt and tartar's lips, finger of birth-strangled babe. It's not birth-strangled babe, though, is it? I mean, it's... They're going to use an eye of a baby. <laughs> I mean, we don't think I think about it here. Uh, I start to wonder when you're we're living in some sort of same, a time warp or something, where this stuff that people took for granted, like silly, silly Macbeth. It's a nice little scary story down through centuries, but it's got so much in it eh, when it comes to the, the, actual, the actual bats, eh? The wool of bat, meaning hair, you know, of bats, and so on. And bits of babes, I mean, you you just stop and think it sometimes, especially when it's in your face. There's articles out there that you'd simply know are meant to get you going, uh, they do this, uh, uh, just like 9-11 and the, and the number 9-11 and so on. And all the movies that came out before 9-11 happened, where they had 9-11 inserted in so many movies. Remember, you had the Patriot, Mel Gibson, and the the, the best chair, uh, as to weigh, he weighed it, and it was 9 pounds 11 ounces. You know? And then you had other ones where a, a truck got stuck in a in a in a, going through a tunnel, under a bridge actually it was, and the height, the maximum height was nine it, eleven. It, it's over and over, you saw the same things cropping up everywhere you looked before nine eleven happened, you know. And you're you're swearing to yourself, come on here, somebody's in the know and they put these little things out and and the conspiracy theorists go well with it as they're meant to do. And then you have the same thing happening uh, with the COVID and the exercises they had in advance, and and what's been happening with uh, with as I say the, um, the the things that they they hoped to get their wish lists they actually have wish lists of course some of them even called that articles I read last week uh, they actually called it their wish lists like sustainability groups and so on and uh, and bingo here they go with it all you know. But they they published them in advance to this particular COVID starting. And they said they would need that kind of thing to happen. Uh, You know, some big panic, some danger, something, Uh, an emergency. It was the only way the public would give up their rights and freedoms if their lives are in utter terror. If they're living under fear, they're losing their lives. That's really what it is. And here we are. Here we are with it all, you know. It's quite something else, isn't it? And they're printing out 666s uh, six, six, everywhere. And, and this is standard. There's even a bill getting put through with a minute it too. I mean, they, come on, you can't make this stuff up. This is meant to be in the faces of folk. Almost to mock them, I really do think it's meant to mock them. And, uh, I mean, you just can't make this kind of stuff up. You, you can't. And the patents are out there too, that Bill Gates owns and the numbers on them as well. It, it, it really is something, isn't it? And I tell you, no matter how much is poo-pooed by the big ones at the top, they're going to really hit you for disinformation. You know, they know better. They've got the the true, 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 true truth. You've only got true, true, truth. So, you know, you're supposed to listen to them and not to yourself and your own instincts. If you fall on your face, they've got a different way of explaining what happened to you. You're right. It was your face and you hit the ground, right? Now, they'll tell you in a different way what happened. And you're supposed to believe them because they're the new masters, you know. They're, they're the guardians of the truth, you see. And the truth is always corrupted because they're well paid. If you take money to see the truth, then you're, you're a con man or woman and a liar to boot. A liar to boot. You, you don't lie in these times uh, of crisis and the public uh, are being hammered. The public are the enemy, as they said at the Club of Rome. The people are the enemy, and of the planet and everything else, that's what they came up with. And they did limits to growth again. You can't go on consuming like this, you know. What some what to do something you stop you consuming and being healthy and so on. And you know, the healthier you get, the more children you might have. Yada yada yeah, And you're burning up the resources, uh, which they own. You know, the ones at the top, the ones who can really appreciate the fact that there's resources. It really should belong to them. You understand? If you're all dead, it will be. It's quite simple, how their minds work. There's nothing difficult to, to, to understand here. There really isn't. And they're authoritarian. They can't get what they want to get done unless they have an authoritarian system in place, a complete substitute to replace the old idea of human rights and individual rights. Hmm? And they've got all the neuroscientists, well-paid and on board, too, uh, along with the psychologists and behaviorists and psychiatrists, all, all on board, well-paid. And, and again, the, the behavioral insights teams all across the Internet, thousands of them all working together with the different Brigade 77 uh, warriors, to make sure that they can get anybody with a, a, a different point of view, hammered and flattened or taken off or, or even put in prison. This is what they're talking about. This is the next phase, you see. There was phase one, two, three, and four, and then five. But eventually, they'll put you in prison and say that what you're saying uh, might interfere with people saving themselves and doing the right thing at the right time. You might sway their opinion on something against what they're telling you is the right opinion. You see? And they will. They'll start it. But you have to go through this. And the more folk that eventually they start picking up and try putting them in loony bins, because that's what they did in the Soviet Union. If you complain about things and parts of the agenda, you must be mad because you're living in the best country in the world. So that's the proof that you're mad if you're complaining about it. it that's what they did there. And that's a, a name for that law. I did detox in it years ago. And here it's all here now, of course. It's just, what you're saying Could be detrimental to the health of other people, you know It doesn't matter how true it is What you're saying, it's not authorized to be said Only the truth keepers Have authorization to say anything You see, they're paid to do it Very well Quite amazing, right You understand that human nature is not what you, you think it is Most folk really up there, especially the ones who are over you and rule over you, are not nice people. They really are not. They're very selfish, narcissistic types. Uh, that that love you know they they and and they're psychopathic to boot. You know they they get the top. They'll do anything they're told by their masters because they're well paid to do it, and they do like money and they like status and they like that little bit of power. And they'll do anything to keep it. And truth doesn't enter into it at all, especially in politics or civil service, or anything to do with that. You can't get a person in any department of anything to speak to you. It's all done through spokespeople. They're authorized spokespeople, you see. They're the propagandists, the authorized propagandists. They know how to, 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 to reword things rather than tell you anything in the plain truth. But that's what's running your lives right now. And you you can't find, really, one clinic after another agrees with the findings of even the tests out there. They're all contradictory. And you can't even repeat them without getting hammered or taken off because you mentioned some test uh, that said that uh, perhaps even your previous shots, because that's what the Department of Defense said at one point, it could actually open you up for the coronavirus, like your flu shots. Huh? But if you're not authorized to say that, they can haul you off. And then two weeks' time, they might say it themselves at the top, then, then it's okay. But watch this for months now, the same, that very thing happening with different cases and different things, different topics to do with it. So they can be the, the only one mouthpiece from, from the, the from the ones above the high and mighty ones all attached to the WHO and Bill Gates and it's what a small cabal it is really when you really look at it. Huh? With fingers and every, everything to do with society, education, you name it, you know, entertainment, the lot. Right down to Bill Gates funding certain newspapers to sway the minds and opinions of people. I, I, I give talks a lot, many years ago, go about this, this very thing, not just him, but many others. And that's what the, the purpose of it was—to sway the opinions, and so you'll come to the de- desired opinions by the, the one those in control. And Bill Gates also, and I gave talks about this too. Even children's books that are written for them and read to them before they could even read, by their mums or dads, and their little, little fairy stories and so on, have got embedded about saving the planet. How humans are bad and wicked. And, Total brainwashing over and over and over again to make sure you turn out little radical um, armies yeah. for the right generation to be used against everybody. else. This is how it's done. You don't live in a free society at all. It's a very secretive and covert mission that they're on, those at the top. But they've got fingers in every pie to make sure they can get the desired uh, changes brought about by people who often don't even know they've been brainwashed their their entire lives. Quite something. But uh, I could go on all night just about certain things. There's no point. To, the 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 amount of information is overwhelming, and that, of course that can also be detrimental and and deliberate as well. When you find so much that's that's overwhelming you to stick on the basic the basic facts of it what is it we're dealing with number 1 why is it so much lower than they, than they said it was going to be as far as death rates go and then when you, as i say when you put it against the average annual especially seasonal death rate it really isn't worse than the flu it really isn't And and, and in fact, when when they've got another 20 or 30 padded on to it from dying from anything, they've said it in their own articles and instructions to the doctors. I've seen the ones coming out saying, we're we're the real true news. And no, that didn't say that at all. Oh, yes, it did say that at all. And and, and you you had that senator in the States who's also a doctor who showed you the darn thing. That's not a lie. But these ones are at the top that are supposed to defame anybody saying something by calling them the liars. Is something else indeed, isn't it? Isn't it something where the government sends them and, and the American Medical Association sends them how to diagnose patients, and then if, they, if they've got if they've got the COVID in their system at all, or even in, in their nasal passages, put it down as a COVID death, even though that didn't kill them. Do you realize that the, the more testing they'll do, the more they'll find that most folk have already had it, or had COVID, because the test can't prove that it's this particular COVID they're on about, <laughs> our coronavirus. You understand that. There's a whole bunch of investigations going on right now. And to the fact that, and, and they'll know at the top already, how many folk got flu shots last year and the types of flu shots. They got, the ones in Italy were different. It was a trial, new type. It was a, two, a two-part shot they got. Uh, and it makes you wonder, once again, is that what caused you to be more susceptible to this new one that came out this year? Or, it really came out late last year, didn't it? You've got all these questions to be answered, and of course, believe you me, they're not going to go there, because this is an agenda, and, and facts don't really matter when it comes to agenda-driven discourses. There's no discourse, really. The only thing they have is, is damage control to hammer anybody... Who's noticed or even thought outside the box or f- had different findings, including professional people who are involved in this particular area of epidemiology and virology. Doesn't really matter in this big agenda. This is to change the whole planet permanently, right? They've said it too over and over. What's, who's Fauci to tell you you'll never live the same way again? Who the heck is he? Who voted for, 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 for him, eh? This emperor here, Fauci, who again has got a finger in every pie, along with Bill Gates, into the same corporations too, including the vaccine companies. There's a conflict here, folks. There's no doubt about it. But who is he to tell you you'll never live the same way again? Huh? He's talking about a whole new system. They're all on board with the same cultural agenda. Completely different system. Political and cultural. Completely different system. Which tells you that, that, that this isn't this isn't about what they're telling us about at all. This is their big, big agenda from the WEF, the World Economic Forum, the Club of Rome, the CFR, rolling for International, is the same agenda with them all involved in it. There's no doubt about it at all. No, i touched on a few articles here because I have a f- quite a few here. This relevant for those that want to go uh, into it at all. Everyone's heard, of course, about Trump. Who again, people think they—I <laughs> don't know why—I've heard about being faithful to the end. But I listened to Trump. One of the few folk listening to Trump when he ran the first time, right, to get into into, into government, and he said he said quite clearly. And people miss that. It's, it's, it's like Masons. You know, Albert Pike said that Masons never talk so clearly and precisely and openly as they do when they say it publicly. It's just that the public seem to hear something different when they're hearing them speak. They can't believe what they're Maybe they can't believe what they're hearing. Trump said that if he got in, he, he was already ready to, to delegate new powers to big pharma, pharma and vaccine companies. To help them promote revolutionary new medications and vaccines and it would help them to bypass the, the normal it takes years just to, to, to test all different drugs and, and vaccines to bypass the time that required to get these on the market. He would make sure that he would fast track all these things. Isn't that a coincidence? I I, th- I thought it, you know at the time I thought it says why is he saying that unless I mean, something's gonna happen down in the future and it, and it has happened. Why else would he say something like that? Because obviously, if he's wanting the public's vote, he didn't have to mention that one. Big pharma and, and vaccine companies that, that back them, yeah, they would. But, but yeah, I thought there was quite a coincidence back then, and uh, and he meant it. And bingo, there you go. It's it's getting fast track. It would take two or three years to even go through it all, all. and uh, I said, if you could even find one. And I've got articles here galore, even from some of the the heads of the CDC and previous part the the people who are in charge of the vaccine areas, saying they've never found a vaccine yet, even for the flu that's really effective. I'll put some of these links up tonight. I always back it up with their own statements, and then then if anyone wants to poo poo you from the you know, the truth controllers at the top, they have to argue with themselves because it's often their own people who put it out before. <laughs> There you go. But this brutality of coercion, where you won't be allowed to travel, or even go shopping unless you get this, that, and it's stuck in your arms. Are you kidding? What? No, 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 no. This is not communist China. It's not. This is not some totalitarian regime here. Although some who, who grafted themselves on, or were grafted into government positions, seem to think so. No, you don't do that in Western societies. No way, or wear electronic manacles or anything else like that. By the way, and punish folk that don't consent. Or what the state demands, you don't need us. Don't do that. No way. No, there's to be choice in society. And and you're right to have the choice without getting punished. By the way, punished? Can you believe it? it's like really is. It's it's like being a really wicked school in the Dickens area. You know. But well, you get punished because you, you, you had a different opinion or you said no. Oh, that's, this is mm, perpetual childhood indeed, eh? By your masters. So Trump a Wednesday tapped venture capitalist and former pharmaceutical head, uh, Monsef Sleu, I think it's called Sleu, to head Operation Warp Speed, they're calling it. Warp Speed, I think his son-in-law as usual is in charge of the, of the big bucks, etc., they're getting dished out to maybe friendly companies, maybe very friendly companies. So this is a White House initiative meant to quickly develop and distribute coronavirus vaccines. So this guy was named Wednesday, and uh, he was chaired of the vaccines division at Pharmaceutical Glaxo Smith GlaxoSmithKline. We all know that one. It's... it's uh, it's the biggie, a British isn't a British multinational pharmaceutical company Headquartered in London. It's not British. Anything that's in the city of London is not is not. Forget this British idea. You know, the, 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 it's the same with the, the city of London. It's a it's a sovereign entity, and whatever is inside it has got nothing to do with the rest of Britain. Although they probably use the taxpayers' money to back their different endeavors at times. So this guy is now a partner at uh, Medici, Medici I guess capital, Philadelphia area venture capital firm. Naturally, they're all tied together with the big, the big bankers and hedge funds and everybody else. Jim Greenwood, president and CEO of Bio, the, tech, the biotech industry organization, said Slow was an excellent choice and someone who has always stood for scientific excellence. No kidding, I love the, I love how they praise each other. I feel confident now. Uh, I've got faith in it again, it just uh, it sounds wonderful, awfully, awfully good. Uh, I won't go into the different mistakes they've all made down through the years, some of these companies. and uh, They're all well-known companies, and and the different drugs that have been put out that killed folk and gave them strokes. And th- but no, no, I won't mention that at all. Uh, it would be inadvisable to mention such things with the big, big pharma companies. And In addition, the official said four-star Army General Gustav Perna has been selected to serve as the Chief Operating Officer overseeing logistics. So here's your military, the bankers, and the pharma, vaccine companies, and so on. Do you understand what's happening, folks? Are you getting a picture here, huh? So Perna is Commanding General of the U.S. Army Material Command in Huntsville, Alabama. The goal of Operation Warp Speed is to make 100 million doses of coronavirus vaccine available by November, 200 million doses by December, and, six, and 300 million doses by January, an administration official told CNN. I think they're going to give us a two part uh, injections. I think I read already that it depends which vaccine they're going to use, but they probably know already what they're going to use. Probably knew before you even heard of coronavirus or COVID 19. And Dr. Anthony Fauci, I've seen his name spelled so many different ways here, but this article says, Director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, and the public face of the government's response has said that January might be a possible date, but acknowledged that it would be a remarkable achievement and cannot be counted on. So he's given themselves an out there by saying that. But uh, this is what they plan, eh? Untested. Well, you, Trump's going to stick to what you he said he'd do and, and bypass all these testing and stuff like that, or even to see if it's, a, or its efficacy. Never mind the fact, long term, you, you, you wouldn't know what might happen five years down the road after the shots. Will you start getting tumors? We don't know yet. You don't know. All kinds of things can happen. Then Trump says the military will be mobilized to, t- to deliver a coronavirus vaccine by the end of the year. Hmm. Remember, I put all these links up too at com for those that want to look for them look them up themselves and, and read them. So he's mobilizing the United States military so a vaccine for a new coronavirus can be widely distributed once it's ready for widespread use, he told Fox Business Maria. Bartiromo, in an interview that aired Thursday morning, the administration is operating under the assumption the vaccine will be ready by the end of the year. So he's assuming that, right? Inoculation is key to resuming a fully normal life, according to multiple officials, and Trump said failing to make distribution plans could cause a delay in people receiving the vaccine. It's a massive job to give this vaccine, Trump told Bartiromo. The military is now being mobilized, so at the end of the year, we'll be able to give to a lot of people very, very rapidly. Uh, are you getting a picture in your heads here, you know? Why would you need the military, unless you're going to literally force it, and that's what that's, what's for. Of course that's was for, to force on people. That's never happened for a flu before. So why is it happening for this? Hmm? The phase one clinical trials are being conducted with many vaccine candidates, according to Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, oh, they spelled differently again in this article. Director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Phase two trials should begin late spring or early summer and by late fall or early winter. Oh, that was, that was definitely... Actually, I've read articles before, I think last week or week or before, where they had that uh, they had some trials going on in different countries with test subjects. They were getting paid to receive different things, you know. So the White House is also working on ensuring that there are enough syringes to administer the vaccine, according to the president. The terminology is also helped by the the, the behaviorists, eh? and the psychologists. are using this, this friendly terminology, like, they're working hard for, for your benefit, you see. they are going to make sure there's enough to go around so that you won't worry. I've learned to say, you know, for those that want it, huh? It's, it's, you're not getting a choice of you wanting it. You're supposed to be worried, are you going to be lucky enough to get a dose? This is what they're telling you. Everything's worked out by psychologists, what they give to the general public. So a Newsweek review of state demographic data showed in at least 37 states, the majority of cases involve people under 65 years old of what? Most of them they are dying are way over that, around the 80 the, the odd mark, and 80 even older than that, fact. Right? But the majority of deaths were among people who were 65 or older. 18 states report the highest number of deaths were in the 80 years of age and older demographic. What's well, more like it, you see? And multiple problems at the same time. So it goes on and on and on, but. Um, yeah, they're trying everything to get you psyched up front in advance, you see. Then Bill Gates, HR 6666, <laughs> Remdesivir and Deaths in Italy. I think it was John Rappaport put that out. Uh, but uh, they do go through the, the, the topics here. Each of the subjects deserves its own article, he says. And Bill Gates would require a library of thick volumes, and that isn't that the truth though, if you get into this guy who he's involved, in, he's, he's got fingers in every pie. Uh, it, it, he's just a front man uh, for business and a front man for everything else he's involved, and in. they, they've got a civil service staff, basically, probably bigger than the small countries to to deal with all the the, the, the things that he's helping to or supposedly the head of, including education in some areas. This is from says, yeah, Bill Gates here from Fair, FAIR, the long-standing media watchdog, September 4th, 2000, article called uh, This Guardian Piece Touting Bill Gates' Education Investment Brought to You by Bill Gates it adds a layer of explanation about Gates, Death Star. It says, the Gates Foundation gives grants in the hundreds of thousands and often millions to such media organisations as NBCU Universal, Al Jazeera, BBC, Viacom, CBS, and Participant Media, the producer of pro charter school documentary Waiting for Superman. Both Gates and the Gates Foundation are sizable shareholders in Comcast, who is a prime investor in BuzzFeed and Vox as well as the parent corporation of MSNBC and NBC News, the latter of which teamed up with Gates and other noted education experts like Exxon and University of Phoenix Online for the week-long charter school commercial education week. Information Mastery for Vasquez, Alex By New, and so on. In 2009, the New York Times ...reported that the Gates Foundation was partnering with media companies to write and shape stories, to embed messages in primetime dramas. I think they also did it in some of the TV Batman series I was reading somewhere too... The Gates Foundation is less well-known as a behind-the-scenes influencer of public attitudes towards these issues by helping to shape storylines and insert messages into popular entertainment like the television shows, ER, Law & Order, SVU and Private Practice. The Foundation's message on HIV prevention, surgical safety and the spread of infectious diseases have found their way into these shows. His enormous wealth and reach of Media Parent Corporation seems to exempt Gates from routine disclosure requirements. He was offered up as an education expert in the pro-charter waiting for Superman without any mention of the fact that he donated at least $2 million to the film and had a media partnership with his distributor. I keep telling folks what you see around you isn't real, It's, it's more to everything that meets the eye. They write the same stuff in their children's books, as I've said. Not just him, but lots of other organisations too. He's given softball interviews in Comcast-backed Vox without disclosure that he's a major Comcast investor. Because his stake in media companies is laundered enough times, it's assumed not to merit mention. In the case of The Guardian, as The Guardian News in Britain... Gates effectively owns an entire vertical So when one of his investments is written up One doesn't notice a conflict of interest Like a fish doesn't notice water Because his influence is everywhere It appears to be nowhere HR 6666 <laughs> This aptly numbered bill Is moving forward in the US House Energy and Commerce Committee Titled TRACE, T-R-A-C-E. Testing, Reaching and Contacting Everyone it officially embeds the snitch culture with benefits for new agents of the state. To, it says to authorize the sector of health and human services towards grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19 and related activities such as contact tracing through mobile health units and, as necessary, at individuals' residences and for other purposes. And for other purposes. That's the big, big, wide field which is more important than all the rest of it, actually. So the Secretary of Health and Human Services, acting through the Director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, may award grants to eligible entities for conducting diagnostic testing for COVID-19 to trace and monitor the contacts of infected individuals and to support the quarantine of such contacts. H.R. 6666 funds this enterprise to the tune $100 $100 billion for fiscal year 2020. And such sums as may be necessary for each fiscal year 2021 and any subsequent fiscal year during which the emergency period continues. And he's on to say, why don't you simply advertise, have you always wanted to run around like a little fascist, targeting the unwary, the sheep, the outliers, the rebels, the dissenters? Here's your chance, the state will pay you to do it. Who knows, maybe the government will design a uniform for you Embroidered with the logo of a skull or a virus with a spike And I mentioned too about Fauci, how he really put on He did poo-poo all the different treatments that folk were coming forward with And doctors were trying out, no, poo-poo-poo And we know that even China was using some good antiviral drugs But no, poo-poo-poo-poo but, uh, and I said, he's waiting for the. I for, knew uh, was some pal of his own, or some company's involvement, or something they would come out with a drug. Remdesivir. This is the Fauci COVID drug. He's only, it's the only one he's advocating, right? He wants the antiviral to hit the market yesterday, meaning as soon, meaning as, soon as possible. And the Alliance for Human Research and Protection, an article points to the fraud. Fauci's promotional hype catapults Gilead's Remdesivir. And uh, says Gilead, the manufacturer of remdesivir, issued a press release announcing that it was aware of positive data emerging from a National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease study. And Gilead provided assistance on study design and conduct. Based on the positive data from the NIAID study, that's the Fauci's organization, uh, the Food and Drug Administration approved emergency use of remdesivir against COVID-19 Monday. Uh, last week, I read the articles from China. They said they tried it, and I really hadn't noticed much, any much difference at all. Then another study done inside America, an independent one, found much the same, you know. It, it really is. When you see the same people with their <laughs> uh, who uh, <laughs> have conflicts, have con- there's definitely conflicts of interest everywhere you look here, you know. Dr. Fauci made the promotional pronouncement while sitting on a couch in the White House without providing a detailed news release, without a briefing at a medical meeting or in a a scientific journal, which is the norm, to to do it in a scientific journal and so on, and and practice to allow scientists and researchers to review the data. No, he just passed it on like a major domo, a little emperor, you know. What Dr. Fauci failed to disclose to the public in his promotional pronouncement was that the list of primary outcomes, measures for success or failure of the AID study, and he gives you the number of the study, were were changed. That's true, I read the article too. They changed it. You never do that. On April 16, 2020, it says changes in the primary outcome are posted on clinicaltrials.gov. And it actually says in .gov, by the way, that changing the primary outcomes measures, the types of measures that we're using, uh, after a study has commenced, is considered dubious and suspicious. That's from the government. uh, Because you just don't don't change it, even units of measurements or, or even types of measurements, like metric versus, you know or whatever else we're using, but it says Reuters News reported that highly respected prominent leaders in the medical community, such as Stephen Nissen, M.D., the chief academic officer at the Cleveland Clinic, and Eric Topol, M.D., director and founder of the of the Scripps Research Translational Institute in California, were unimpressed by Remdesivir's tentative modest benefit at best. Because on and on and on, and this is just one article, as they say. Of how they're doing it, you know it's just, it's just astonishing what's going on And in front of her faces, too, you know That's how cocky and arrogant they are, eh? That we're just too stupid to, to think or, or think about what we're hearing or seeing, eh? Yeah, just tell the schmucks And and they'll, they'll forget it in five seconds, you know They won't think beyond that And why Why is... Why, does, why, why is his own company... Fouches company testing the darn thing on behalf of it, eh? And then promoting it. Aye, aye, aye. Anyway, Senate votes down anti-surveillance amendment, right? As both parties back warrantless spying on Americans' browser history. I hope you're getting the message out there, right? Everybody. So the Senate votes down an anti-surveillance amendment. So you're going to get more surveillance on, on your complete, basically your browser history. Going way back forever, eh? So the, the, this is from Reuters. The U.S. Senate has vo- voted down the amendment that would have <laughs> limited surveillance of American internet records. Apparently the true divide in Washington is not between Democratic and Republican, but those for or against the police state. The U.S. Senate, this is Reuters, eh? Huh? The U.S. Senate met Wednesday to debate the reauthorization of some provisions of the U.S.A. I love the terminology there, well, in Freedom Act, the U.S.A. Freedom Act, eh? An expansive domestic surveillance bill that expired in March. It's like it's like Iraq, the war for Iraqi, they called it Iraqi Freedom, when Bush took them into, into Iraq, eh? Nobody in Iraq wanted your democracy or what you call democracy. No, we don't want democracy, we don't have it anyway, you know? But certainly not the kind of democracy they the pretended to give us. <laughs> but uh, they you know, they, 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 Muslim countries have decided long ago they don't want. To, they're, they're theocratic. They don't, they don't want this democracy idea. That's for them. Fine, it's for them. You know, leave them alone. That's what they want. We don't have it here anymore, obviously. We, don't, we haven't really had it for a long time. We've got a memory of it. And now you're being taught again that you don't have it. Hmm? So that's what it's about. The last part, too. Apparently the true divide in Washington is not between Democrat and Republican, but for those for or against the police state. The U.S. Senate met Wednesday to debate the reauthorization of some provisions of it, the USA Freedom Act. <laughs> An expansive domestic surveillance bill, that expired March, as Majority Leader Mitch McConnell brought the act to the floor. A bipartisan group of lawmakers introduced an amendment that would explicitly bar law enforcement from snooping on Americans' internet browsing and search histories without a warrant. Can you believe what you're hearing here? Huh? Nah. No? Prior to the vote, McConnell had urged his colleagues to reject the amendment. When votes were cast Wednesday, 10 Democratic Senators heeded McConnell's words, bring the final vote to 59 yeas and 37 nays. One more positive vote would have given the amendment the three-fifths majority it needed to pass. Which tells me is right to, to, from the beginning. You know, it's, it's meant to look like a close call. 59 members of the Senate just voted in favour of my amendment to block warrantless government surveillance. ...of Americans' browser history. it failed by just one vote. McConnell is that much closer to giving Bill Barr the green light... ...to spy on Americans' private information. and give you the links to it here. Interesting, too, is his former presidential candidate... ...Bernie Sanders reeled against reauthorization... ...of the USA Freedom Act in February... ...yet didn't cast a vote on Wednesday. Online commentators raged at the progressive kingpin... ...for his absence... They're all paid off to do. They're all little actors, you know. This is moreover that reauthorization was sponsored by a rep. Uh, Jerry Nadler, now New York, and Adam Schiff, California, two Democrats who have disagreed with McConnell on almost everything except the expansion of the surveillance state. There you go. Aye, 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 there you go. Amongst the Democrats who shot down the amendment, to protect you. They're, they're, they meant would have protected you. Give some well, supposedly by law. They'd gone. They would no, they ignored it. anyway. You know, it was Diane Feinstein, California, it was flip flopped on surveillance throughout her three decades on Capitol Hill. Well, she's just warming you up. It tastes well to get used to it. You know, three, you know, thirty years is just uh, just warming up. Feinstein voted to extend the 9/11 era Patriot Act in 2012 and was a staunch defender of the National Security Agency's warrantless wiretapping program. <laughs> <laughs> Even after it was exposed by whistleblower Edward Snowden, who she described as a traitor in 2013, uh, i tell you. However, as Feinstein's Senate Intelligence Committee was compiling a lengthy report into the CIA's use of torture in 2014, the Californian senator and surveillance enthusiast voiced grave concerns that the agency was spying on her committee's computers. It's different when they get spied on, but they have no problem telling the agencies to spy on all of you, eh? Aye, 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 Of course, it's not totalitarianism or tyranny. No, no, no. It's just, um, well, what would you call it, eh? They're cautious. They're being cautious. That's what it is, yeah. Another article goes on about contact tracing again. It's a, it's a dystopian brown shirt nightmare. <laughs> I just call it, it Stasi. In my worst dystopian nightmare is I could not have imagined a scenario where the American government would intentionally bankrupt the populace and then offer them $25 an hour to snitch on their neighbours in order to incarcerate them. Yet here we are, just in from CBS News, is this horrific proposal for contact tracing jobs. That's the cover for the name of it. As U.S. unemployment soars to historic levels, the hottest job of the year could be a lifesaver. Contact tracing containing the coronavirus, as the economy gradually reopens, has created an urgent need for hundreds of thousands of people trained to identify infected individuals and track down anyone and everyone that could have been exposed to the virus. In the absence of a federal plan, some city and state health departments are already seeking to fill thousands of these positions. Experts estimate that between 100,000 and 300,000 contact tracers, can you believe this, who can earn up to $65,000 per year, will be needed nationwide based on state populations and projected COVID-19 infection rates. This is for a different purpose than what they're telling you folks. And it's going to be permanent. See, I do think that this is a fantastic job for people who have been furloughed and is something that people can be trained to do, said Roger Shapiro, a professor of medicine at Harvard School of Public Health. It takes some training, but it's not impossible to train almost anybody with reasonable social skills who can work off a script, begin a conversation with people, convey a few key messages, and collect data, he says. He says, but what is contact tracing? It's the new go-to solution that our betters have come up with to fight the Chinese Wu flu That will erase all semblance of privacy for Americans It says they want to know where you've shopped, where you've eaten, driven who you have talked to and who they have talked to. In order to do this, you will install an app on your phone that tracks you, and you will give up all of your information voluntarily, quotation marks, to a government agent who is assigned to spy on you, or you will be incarcerated against your will. If you want to know what this looks like in real life, just check out South Korea and the idiots who think this is fine and dandy. Read the whole thread. This is what's in store for Americans if people don't wake the hell up and say no. It says number two, you're required to install an app on your phone and enable location tracking it all the time. You're required to self-report symptoms in the app twice a day. If you don't have symptoms, you need to report that too. This goes on for a period of 14 days. we well, extend that forever. If you think I'm exaggerating about be incarcerated against you, well, check out what Como did in New York before this pandemic even started. He gave himself the authority to incarcerate anyone with any infectious disease for as long as he deems necessary. Then he did it to at least two people in New York, one of whom never tested positive for the coronavirus. The man refused to self-quarantine because he had a cold and ended up in the county jail without hearing a, 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 or a lawyer. So was no hearing where didn't have a lawyer. And then it's got Roger City News reports that Monroe County Sheriff's uh, deputies placed individual in isolation at Brighton New York Jail after a civil order was imposed by the Monroe County Department of Public Health. The unnamed person was reportedly displaying symptoms consistent with COVID-19, but refused testing and ignored an order to isolate themselves Thursday. The Monroe County Public Health Department has determined the individual's non-compliance with a health order of isolation endangers safety, health and well-being of citizens in Monroe County, Monroe County Sheriff's Office state said in a statement. The individual was given multiple opportunities to comply with the health department's order. According to Juan, WHM, the person was taken by specially trained deputies to Strong Memorial Hospital for evaluation. And then moved to a pre-planned quarantine location at the Sheriff's Office Brighton facility on Friday. Other inmates at the Brighton jail were moved to a secure area at the Monroe County Jail, where no cases of COVID-19 have been reported. You know, I have been mean, a police officer almost 35 years, I've never even dreamed about doing something like this, Sheriff Todd Baxter told the TV station. This is what contact tracing will bring to your life Illegal surveillance, arrest and incarceration without due process And yet the government has found a way to make this job sound attractive By wiping out vast means of supporting oneself by deeming most jobs non-essential But make no mistake, the end result will turn neighbour against neighbour And build an army of Karen's, they call them Karen's These people who apply for them and do brown shirts for the state. If you think the Carnes are bad at the the park and on social media now wait until they are given the power of the state and a fat paycheck to ruin your life for not being the Crown's edicts is any threat worth giving up your freedom like this. And uh, there's other articles I put up tonight too on who they're recruiting to that (laughs) Uh, I could go on about uh, this particular part, but they're, they're they're bringing in librarians and so on that are used to dealing with the public and how they they, they find books and so on and how we chat to the public. So they're, they're recruiting them, because they're down too with the, the folk being terrified to to go into libraries, I guess they're closing a lot of them too. So they're hiring them and social workers, of course, naturally. They've been kind of out of work since all these things closed down, so now they can go on. And social workers have got a way of, of just whittling things out of people and then taking the children off them and <laughs> things like that, you know. So, uh, yeah, they, they, they've got them all worked out. The, the, the new Stasi is there, 65 grand a year, come on. huh? huh? When everybody else is going to be starving. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse you know this is this is a whole agenda as i say this the covid is an amazing excuse and in another article too same again it says as, as the states seek COVID detectives librarians are amongst the are among the candidates it says and that's the mountain west news bureau i give you an example too i guess a pr thing you see it's, it's one of these little uh, drama PR things they put into the papers all the time. Is it? G- generally, women's magazines, by the way. It's interesting that, because a lot of women will be uh, you know, used for this. he that's, that's use a lot of women, too. This is, um, Tare uh, Kifbane manages, I guess it's the name of the product, the con- con- manages the contact tracing operation for Salt Lake County, Utah. She started working as a contact tracer almost 15 years ago. That's for other things which they don't do much about, and such as AIDS and stuff. There, you know, there's a lot of laws about that. And she says there's an art to cold calling people about scary diseases. Every does it a little bit differently. I'd just like to get to know them first. she's really talking about contacting people or what? <laughs> I won't go any further there. But not to spend too much time because I may lose their time and attention, says. Kifbin, who's in charge of the county's contact tracing team. In the past, she's called people to tell them they may have been exposed to diseases like HIV, measles, Ebola. She's a pro at diving quickly into personal territory. Who do you have sex with? Kind of personal, you see. She's a pro at it. And so for COVID-19, what she and her colleagues primarily need is a person's memory. Sometimes we ask them to pull out a calendar. Credit card history, bank statements, things like that to help jog the memory, she says. I'd try to get lost, I'm afraid. For someone who was diagnosed with COVID-19, they didn't know what the person started, ha- when it, when it started having symptoms. Then starting with two days before symptoms onset, they talk through what happened each day. says, give been from the minute you get up to the minute you go to bed. Where have they been? Who have they seen? As, as if it only starts two days before the symptoms. There's cases here sometimes they're gone on for about a month, you know, without symptoms. And anyway, it says, um, Then it's time to call the people they we were in contact with as soon as possible. To warn them, give them instructions about how to quarantine, and ask about their contacts to and on and on down the line. We trace as far as we can, up to infinite generations, says Kiffbein. It's a delicate operation. You have to build trust with total strangers quickly. And Kippen explains wording. Uh, wording matters. We're giving instructions about how to isolate or quarantine. She'll say, "I need you to do this instead of I would like you to do this." I need you to do this. Well but see, I'll let you go away. Huh? We have to be direct because we have a very important message. We need them to do so, and this is serious, says Kiffbein, and the stakes are high. If con- I guess the stakes are high if they're not getting refrigerated these days, you can't get meat. If contact tracing has done well, she says we can conquer this, we can stop the spread of COVID nineteen and we can reopen America again. Who's who's telling lies here? Mr Mr Fauci and the rest of them have told you it's not going to be the same again. Most of the jobs are gone. All the small businesses are crashed. Kiffy is a public health nurse by background, but she says you don't need a health background to do a good job. There might be various learning curves for everybody, but I think that anybody can do it, she says. Public health experts seem to agree with her. People uh, like Lisa M. Lee as challenging job but we can train lay people to do this, and we should, says Lee, an epidemiologist and bioethicist, all of these bioethicists, they, they can now de- redefine ethics, say, eh? as they try to lie to people and weasel their way in. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> with Virginia Tech, who started out a contact tracer with Colorado State Health Department, it was, I must say, the most humbling work of my career said Lee. This career has involved in no particular order writing a textbook about public health surveillance. <laughs> She's made the order for it. And chairing the Obama Administration's Bioethics Commission Or oh, this this person's a, a, a born disciple for it. And working for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Aye, aye, aye. says a good contact trace. I don't have to give her a uniform, you know. All, all these totalitarian regimes deserve uniforms. So she's a, she's a good contractor, as someone who's curious, has a desire to help. And really importantly, is a person who can exercise good communication skills using empathy. Empathy. There you go. I'm, I really feel sorry for you. I really, this is genuine. I'm, I'm practiced in, in empathy. They you know. you have to honor confidentiality. but The first thing they do is, is, is blurt all to their superiors. And if you don't comply with the things that they want you to do, and it would really help them to do it, eh? Uh, they get the cops. So they're ready to help you, right? Empathy. They feel, I guess they feel sorry for you when you get put off in handcuffs. They have to honour... Uh, sorry, with, with, with your electronic bracelets. They have to honour confidentiality, use basic software to keep track of the info they're getting, and help connect people with what they need, whether that's a COVID-19 test or groceries, to get them through a two-week quarantine. Really? Really? Oh, what guff is this, Say, There are many people right now who are out of work. No, uh, I'm glad they're observant, whose skills would be very transferable and it's something like this. She says, there are people who are good communicators or people who know how to access and advocate for resources. There are people who have initiative and are curious and who do want to help. These are all the people we can train to do this. It's mm-hmm. like the Stasi. Where you, they, they had their uh, a, a whole chapter that they had to, had to recite what their function was, and everywhere it was just to help the state and the people and protect them. And it's wonderful, really. You know, it was really wonderful. In fact, if you re- the, the Soviet Union had a charter, and it was wonderful charter. He said it was communist, but if it actually worked the way it said it, it would have been a utopia, you know? Huh? The worst of tyrannies are camouflaged by good intentions. I said that. Anyway, here we go. So you can get a free online course as well. There you go. How would do contact tracing. Says this isn't something we're going to put into place in a year. There is a little clue there, right? This isn't something we're going to put in place in a year. This is something we need to put in place in the next few weeks, or at least by the summer. But it's not going to go away either, right? I tell you. They've even got computer simulations of how many contact tracers each state will need and so on. Oh. <sighs> Anyway, I'll put these articles up for those who want to ponder their way through it. Uh, But it's wonderful to to realize just how wonderful it is, all these wonderful people. Everything's wonderful, the big W. Hmm? And San Francisco recruits army of social workers, librarians, and investigators to track the COVID-19. There you go. That's it right there. It says it proven to work in other countries. This is always the excuse too. Well, you know, they're they're doing this in, in Saudi Arabia. They they cut their heads off, you know. And so, well, why aren't we doing it? You know? So this this is I'm not. I've lost count of how I've seen them this globalization movement where they always go to the other countries. Well, they're doing it, you know. Really, so what? So, the state's working in other countries, including South Korea and Germany, and considered uh, crucial to get the United States economy back on track. But tracing efforts in a nation as large and diverse as the US come with unique challenges. And California, the country's most populous state, is one of the first to start to take those challenges on. So, there you there go again. There you go. Mm-mm-mm. I tell you. Quite something. I'll put these ones up. I want to put another one up too. i I put some YouTube's up. This one is um, investigation into 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 um, build gates. is quite interesting, and it's factual as well. They can, they can bang it as much as they want and hammer it, but the fact is, it's factual and it's verifiable, and there was information on it uh, by a guy who's um, Newman. His name is, and he boosts it across very quickly. You'll notice very quickly we talks. And uh, But it's interesting. Uh, it, it, the rabbit hole is so damn deep, honestly. And there's so many connecting burrows at the bottom that you never see all these different organizations. Uh, and, but it's, it's traceable and it's factual for those that really want to know how small it really is, this, this whole totalitarian system. Everybody's connected and connected and connected with, with a small clique or with each other, really. And the wHO has been at this for a long time for a world order member don 't forget the WHO was set up in a time when communism was going to be the, was, was the rigor for the world, it was to be the future that everybody was going to follow, and then that quietened down with the cold war big time and uh, but then of course, they decided to push China as a new mo- a new model, a new new model you see for world order, and the moral state to, to emulate. And all the papers and the Guardian had them too, and all the, they all had them how wonderful China was, and we should emulate that, yadda yadda. As we were dragging women out, uh, I did the articles at the time, I can remember, actual events where villagers would, were so brainwashed, they would grab a pregnant woman, um, if a woman was pregnant with a second child, which was forbidden at the time, and and drag her off to the abortion clinic and, and they were good citizens and they got all the rewards for it and stuff but they're a part of it too is that they were terrified if they didn't report it this is how the stasi worked too they would take people and, and they would have events happen in front of people uh, at their workplaces or in the street and so and, and wait to see who would report it as a good citizen you report what you saw and if they didn't go and report the stasi would go after them and, and ask them if they were subversive for not reporting a setup, basically, a little false flag set up for their benefit, and test. this is what, and it increases the paranoia. Incredibly so, and this is what we're all, we're all in for here. Don't forget too the, 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 the tests. I don't care which tests they're using, that they're all rubbish. They'll be they've been blasted. Some of them they're, they're wrong half the time. Well, That's, 50, that's a toss up. Just toss a coin. Other ones, other tests too, are, are, te- are, are come up positive for the blood tests for antibodies if you've got a previous coronavirus of of various kinds. There's, there's many of them out there, remember, or even the flu shots. Some of them come, there's some reputable doctors now saying, wait a minute here, it's possible even the previous flu shots are, are coming up positive for these some of these particular uh, tests. So the yeah yeah the, the way the tri- they, and after after every calamity they have they they go forward with the next move as though it never happened with the, the, as though the calamities hadn't exposed the, the fallacy of all. <laughs> in Australia they go the next step too, since it, since they're so close to China in some ways and it says new powers for ASIO, ASIO to question fourteen-year-olds and go after foreign spies. They do have a lot of spies in Australia. There's no doubt about it. I remember it was the last year they caught another one. It was a, a woman from China who, who was in the government at the time, a, a politician, and she had not disclosed her affiliations and so on, much like the ones who were caught working in the laboratories in Canada, the the, the bio labs in Canada, uh, and who had been part of the People's Liber- Liberation Army. They were officers in it, in fact. You know, I'd say it's a bit of a conflict, yeah. But uh, since it is the model state for the world, why are we bothered about it? I mean, so anyway, Australia is starting to to look into it more. And it says, um, the intelligence organization Australia will also be able to place tracking devices on cars or on people's bags with only internal approval rather than a warrant as part of a major overhaul of the agency's powers. Well, I bet you anything it's not going to be used on the spies, But be used on the general population. As first revealed by the Sunday Age and the Sun-Herald in March this year, Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton and his department have been working on a plan to remove ASIO's controversial power to detain people for up to a week and beef up its compulsory question powers uh, to catch agents of foreign influence. And it's to move to widen the counter-terrorism laws. It comes from security agencies warn of the level of espionage and foreign interference in Australia. It's at unprecedented levels. And well, that's, that is true. It's the same in Canada and everywhere else. But it's, it's welcomed by, by those in government, I think, at times. Really. This is another, a good one, too. I think it's in uh, it Singapore. Yeah, It says, Skynet. Watch Skynet like a robot dog patrols Singapore's parks to ensure humans are social distancing. So, it says a rise in the years perked up when I learned that Singapore is now going to be using robot dogs to patrol public areas and make sure that citizens are keeping their distance from one another. Municipal authorities are using a spot, they call it, naturally, to make it more human-friendly. A four-legged robot dog made by Boston Dynamics to remind visitors to parks. To keep a safe distance from one another. I wonder if it does. If you don't, does it bite you or what? It says the robot doggo have uh, officially started patrol at Bishan Ang Mo Kyo Park Friday as part of a two week trial. According to The Verge, spot is fitted with cameras that are used to estimate the number of visitors in the park. But Singapore says it won't collect personal data or use the video to identify individuals. Sure. You know, Spot also comes equipped with a remote control built-in sensors and will be accompanied by a guide. If the trial is deemed a success, Spot and likely others like him could become mainstays in the country's public parks. The robot lowers the risk of exposure to the virus, National Parks Board said, using the virus to shoehorn its agenda forward. And China and the US have similar experiments with drones. To remind people to social distance I mean, this is terrible everything gets used against us isn't it yeah. and again too i mean you're supposed to go after a dog and, and clean up after it you know and here it is doing its thing and, you know it is it, putting hydraulic oil over lamp posts and things like that and and waste paper baskets and stuff i mean I hope someone's cleaning up after it. I mean, that's pretty slippy stuff on the grass. I, you know, Is that, is that oil? Oh, no doubt about it. So there you go. And uh, it'll be all right as long as it doesn't want a bone. And then grab as your leg and chews it away. Everybody's got their hands up right now. All these companies, eh, would sell everybody else under. Put you under the earth for profit, wouldn't they? selling robots and all the companies oh, give us the, the right to take the blood of the people and we'll do this and that they'll only cost a few billion dollars here and a few billion there and you, you realize that there's companies and, and people in them, they'll never work, have to work for the rest of their lives from the money they're getting thrown at them right now and they don't have to really come up with anything viable they all they have to say is well we, we tried and tried but it didn't work out, well it's the, they pocket the money and that's it it's not. It's not loans, as I say. This is the Klondike time. Department of Defense, the DOD, right, awards one hundred thirty million dollar contract, enabling prefilled syringes for the future COVID nineteen vaccine. It because into some of the companies that are getting the cash. This is spearheaded by the Department of Defense Joint Acquisition Task Force, in coordination with the HHS Office of the Assistant Secretary for Preparedness and Response. The contract will support Jumpstart to create the U.S.-based high-speed supply chain for prefilled syringes, beginning later this year, by using well-established blow-fill seal, aseptic plastics manufacturing company. pseudo or technology is suitable for combating COVID-19. <laughs> you, you can sell <laughs> anything if you put the name of COVID-19 on it, right? But there you go. Uh, this other article too. Look into the Club of Rome because uh, it's a very powerful organization. Uh, It really was started up by Ciapecci, who was also in the Bilderberg Group as well. But it was founded in 1968 at Accademia di Lince in Rome, Italy. The Club of Rome consists of current and former heads of state, UN bureaucrats, high-level politicians and government officials, diplomats, scientists, economists and business leaders from around the globe semi considerable public attention in 1972, the first report the Club of Rome called Limits to Growth. And, uh, and they've got on since then, of course. And of course, it's about taking down, there's just too many of you, you understand, and, and you can't go on like this at all. You got to start cutting the population one way or another. You're the problem, and uh, it goes into the problem, of course, there's too many of you, obviously. It's your problem. Too many of you. And too many of you then becomes their problem. See? That's how they see it. Because they're the guardians of the universe and you're not. This article here is like one of your little optimism articles. And it's um, from the Club of Rome again. But optimism, eh? they're good at conning you, you understand? They've already told you there's too many of you. It's a call to action to G20 leaders, not to to the people, but the G20 leaders emerging from the emergency with people, planet, prosperity at the heart of the COVID-19 recovery. And it's what I said it would be, you see, it's it's how, we don't want you to just go back into the old system where you could buy and consume and so on and work. They want you to go into a new system of of basically, you know, um, austerity. And preferably, they didn 't say it here the other articles by there one say a vegan system, but here they don 't touch that 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 much in this in the in the club of rome they 're careful but um, they want to make sure that, that you 're not going to go back to driving cars and things like agenda twenty one right it says, well, this, this is uh, this this is helping what they 're saying right now is helping to reduce air pollution and greenhouse gas emissions. Rebuilding our relationship with nature right now. Rethinking how we use land. I like how they say, we use land. These people have never put a spade in their hands in their lives. I'm surprised. Actually, they've, they've almost got to the stage where they've got folk putting the food in their mouths for them. They're mm, lazy. Been transforming our food systems to produce healthy food. Healthy food, see, vegan stuff. Eh? In harmony with local ecologies and socioeconomic well-being. It's important to acknowledge that, in addition to the COVID-19 pandemic, the planet is facing a deeper and longer-term crisis rooted in a number of interconnected global challenges. Recent research in the College of Diseases suggests that wildlife trafficking, unsustainable food systems, as meat. Biodiversity, loss and deforestation are key drivers behind pandemics. So that's the reason you've got a pandemic. It's It's nothing to do with labs creating it. No, it's coming out of the forest and places like that, see? International cooperation is there for essential resolve, future existential threats, and ensure that economic recovery and the transfer of capital, <laughs> the wealth that you had a little while ago, forces greater resilience to future shocks. Now is a moment for global solidarity. When you hear these words, communism, communism, amongst the, the people and nations being affected by the pandemic, for restoring the balance between people and nature, for future resilience. That means cutting the population, that's what that means. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we look to your leadership to build a new global economy. see that that ensures equitable, inclusive, and sustainable future. So it's the same old stuff that they've got at the, at the different um, you know, the conference of parties they have for the, for the, uh, the climate. And it's a, all the same thing. Groups, actually, they're all combined. They all go to WEF, World Economic Forum. And, of course, Club of Rome is a big part of it. And so they're going to advise governments for the Sustainable Development Goals, which means less people, less people, less people, etc., etc., etc. And Canada, which again has, has, got, uh, has, has got this totalitarian, uh, it's almost like something holding back a, a, a tidal wave. It just it's been sitting in the background for a while, waiting to get I'm totally unleashed in a kind of communist, they called it liberal at one point, communist system. Uh, of again, technocracy, where you know, experts will rule every aspect of your life that 's what all you want this, this darned freedoms and, and and having your right to individual personal opinion just this won 't wash you know unless it 's all your uniform opinion that the state gives you then it 's okay you know, like China, but it says here, I want me be a serious breach of privacy and patient confidentiality. The health minister of one of Canada's largest provinces has utilized new coronavirus-related powers to authorize health workers to give police confidential patient medical information. There you go. So police then have all your medical information and your everything about you, in fact. Last week, the Alberta Minister of Health, uh, Tyler Shandro, Announced by a Twitter that Alberta Health Services would be allowed to provide information to police confirming whether or not an individual has tested positive for COVID 19. As I say, these, these, these tests are a joke, folks. There's another article here where uh, a, a whole bunch of sailors in the US Navy uh, were just brought out of quarantine, I guess, on the mainland. Uh, onto a ship, and, and nowhere else. They've just been let out of quarantine. They were there for two or three years, maybe longer weeks, and tested negative. And they got on the ship, then they test them on the ship, and, and they're immediately positive. I mean, they're, they're a joke. This is an official story. I'm going to put the link up to Complete joke. You know. uh-uh. So, the ministerial order, and it gives you the number here, but was signed May 4th and was issued under new powers gained by Alberta government ministers under Bill 10, the Alberta Public Health Emergency Powers Amendment Act 2020. And uh, it's going to be challenged by the Alberta-based Justice Centre for Constitutional Freedoms. And then, i uh, May assuming first it will be legally challenging the Alberta government over the constitutionality of Bill 10. They'd warned earlier that Bill 10 gives Alberta government ministers too much power, so a yeah, cabinet minister can now decide unilaterally without consultation to impose additional laws on the citizens of Alberta, if she or he is personally of the view that doing so is in the public interest. They can put you inside and, and just put in a loony bin uh, under the same pretext, by the way. This is like the Soviet Union. This is how it actually how it worked in the Soviet Union that way the same, say, oh, it's all for the good of the people and for society, you know. Uh, there you go. Uh, so, you, yeah, you're, you're just little peons now. You're, you're owned by your masters, and you better get used to it. Uh, that uh, it's, Or else you stand up to it, you know. And you can't stand up to it just walking backwards all the time. Eventually, you, 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 you're, you're, you're going to walk up behind a, your, your back will be to a brick wall, and there's only two ways out of it then, isn't there? Yeah. And more users needed, this other article, and that's, um, more users are needed lessons from Alberta's coronavirus contact tracing app. It's use of smartphone app to help slow the speed. So the app, See, to understand all this electronic stuff is helping slow the speed of the virus. Did you realize that? I wonder what we did in previous times before we had these apps and things and cell phones, eh? With a functioning society, actually, there's more jobs as well, and people actually use pen and paper to do inventory in stores and things. It worked awfully well. Nowadays, you walk into a place and they say, "Oh yeah, there's six of them there," and they could they go through and They wait half an hour. Oh, they're all gone. What? But it's in, and it's not been recorded on the computer. That's strange. You know, it's far better the old way. It was always accurate. Uh, so here we are bowing down to the things that we make by our hands. Eh? More users are needed. So so here we go. It says that uh, Alberta releases contact tracing app called AB Trace together last week, but early uptake figures and a key design quirk showed how challenging it will be for Albertans or any other province considering such a move to get the most out of the app. And uh, it says contact tracing is a practice of identifying and notifying people at risk of contact Attracting the virus from someone known to have been infected. Anyone who came in close contact with that person is instructed to self isolate to avoid spreading the virus further. It it, it isn't as infectious as they've said it it, it was uh, initially. It really isn't. And it's on the wane right now, too. So why should they lock people down like this? And what do they mean by if you're being close contact? How close? As I say, it's an inte- a really intelligent virus, eh? Is it, oh, I guess it's really intelligent. It knows that it can't jump from one person if you're more... You know, five feet nine, it might just manage to get under but six feet, it can't do it, eh? Then you get into two meters, that confuses the virus even more. It's got more leeway. It's such bogus nonsense. It really, really is. And if someone coughs inside a store or anything like that, uh, that, that thing's, that, that, put the sneeze out of them or cough out of them, As when you travel about 20 feet, that, that's without a breeze. If you've got a breeze behind of any kind at all, that th- this thing's going to go hundreds of yards. Cause, of course it is. Right? yay. Mm, mm, mm. So, so far, tracing can has been done manually with public health staff volunteers, getting in touch with each patient's uh, recent contacts one by one. Uh, an app can speed up the process and doesn't require users to remember where they've been or, just as importantly, with whom. But the government will. They'll know exactly who, who you are, where you are, and who you've been with. And once it's all over, they'll, they'll use it for other purposes, too. Of course they will. Of course they will. Mm-mm-mm. If they'd said to you, you know, which they have, actually, over the last few years, <laughs> you know, we'd like to track and trace everybody, you know, but right now it's a nuisance. We have to get warrants, and even though they don't get warrants, they track you by your cell phone regardless, see? And they've had the same kind of app somewhere out. Uh, if you had the same kind of phones, as, as as you could find out who had the same kind of phones in your area if you're out in the streets walking and stuff. They had the articles years ago, but I, I read them at the time. On the radio, but this this is this is a China's one. This is the same one as China, where to get into a store, you have to show it. And if, if it goes, you know, blue or green or whatever it is, you're okay. If it's amber, it's you're iffy. But if it's red, uh, then you're not allowed into the store. You have to show that to get into the store, and then the cops come. A dial's a cops and they pick you up. Oh, really? Yeah. And they'll get they will get volunteers. That's oh, so nice. Them to give us these free apps. It's wonderful. Isn't it? <laughs> These are the people you would find in, in George Orwell's 1984 Where at the end He ends up getting picked up And taken to the, was it the ministry of peace or love Or something where they torture you and kill you And recondition you And uh he meets his neighbor in there, and his neighbor says, oh, you know, I, 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 it, was, it was my daughter that found out. He'd been talking in his sleep. you would seen anti-party slogans and things in his sleep. And my daughter, he he's he, he found, found out, and I'm so grateful for her. I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was being such a criminal, thought criminal. And and he, he praised his daughter for managing to catch him before it went any further. Yeah. Well, these are the same folk that are hoping and praying to, 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 oh, thank God they're giving us this, these apps so I can track and trace everything I do forever for the rest of my life because that's what's going to be when they bring these apps and you accept it. They're not going to go away there eh? now. When you give up rights, that's it gone forever, folks. It takes centuries to get them back. And here's a typical article Early antibody testing indicates far more COVID 19 cases. These are not cases, folks. These are not ill people. See, because you, you, because, <laughs> because if you if you show positive, and when they're pathetic, pathetic tests, they're showing lots of false positives actually, and lots of false negatives. I mean, they're just useless, especially the swab types. See, and they're, they're now finding the same thing with some of the blood types as well now. With the fast the fast blood ones, but this is. Um, so they're showing far more COVID-19 folk and lower mortality rate. Because the more folk who, who have either had it, or it doesn't even mean they had this one. As I say, the, the tests are showing you've, you've had a coronavirus at some time. It might even been a few years ago, one of the many out there, including a flu type, you know. It says, uh, although there's a decrease in the number of deaths, the study indicates there could be hundreds of thousands of people who could be infected without knowing it. Well, that's quite healthy. If they're fine and healthy, that's good, yeah. So, preliminary results from antibody testing indicates the number of COVID-19 infections in Los Angeles County far exceeds the number of confirmed, with potentially more than 400,000 residents having been infected at some point. Well, that's called herd immunity, folks. Nature does it. And it's a healthy thing you have. It's better than any synthetic thing that's going to change the cells in your body. The good news from the antibody study researchers said that, that the mortality rate from the illness is much lower than currently estimated. So the more they find it's had it, the ones who die, it goes down, 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 a, a lower and lower number per population, you see. And then they give you another uh, fib, I call it a fib, the bad news is that there are potentially hundreds of thousands of residents who are unknowingly infected with the illness. No, they're not necessarily infected with the illness. Hmm? Of course, then it's telling you, see, so, so there are more than 400,000 residents having been infected at some point, meaning beforehand, right? You've had it. You're, you're over it. You've got the antibodies. See? You see, they're you, you, really misleading articles out all over the place. It, it has to be deliberate. Has to be deliberate, and after that, after telling you that all these folk have had it and have been have infected, the, the, the tests show that they've got you know. They're me antibodies, really. I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, yeah, antibody testing. You know. So the numbers prove that we are very early in the pandemic, meaning that we've got a long way to go. No, we're not. You're getting over it when you're getting that. The more you're testing, the more you find there's even more and more and more folks have had it. And they had no symptoms because it, they're not cases, they're not I- cases of illness, you see. That's how they do it, eh? That's how it's done. And this other article, too, Cardinal, as a Catholic Cardinal, Muller, says it's no conspiracy theory. The pandemic has been used to implement questionable measures. Anyone who does not distinguish between the opportunities and the dangers associated with globalization is denying reality. And so it says, uh, in a lengthy interview with the German Catholic newspaper, the Tagesspost uh, published in full below, Cardinal Gerhard Müller responds in detail to the many accusations levelled at him in the last days for having signed Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano's appeal concerning the corona crisis and the impending dangers of governmental control and abuse. In light of accusations of fostering conspiracy theories, Cardinal invites people to respond to facts and self demeaning people who think for themselves. And that's what you're getting. If you think for yourself now, they'll, they'll get hammered with all these thousands of cyber warfare warriors, as the, as the government calls them and the military calls them, that they, they own. Uh, that immediately will attack you if you think for yourself, going to smear you in some way. And he also points to the danger of forced vaccinations. Without mentioning Bill Gates' name directly, Mueller mentions that the threat has been made publicly, that 7 billion people be forcefully vaccinated, even if the drugs have not yet been sufficiently tested, and if people are not complying, fundamental rights will be withdrawn from them. That's true. It's total coercion and, and you know, threatening. You, you can't feed yourself. You can't get to a store. You can't get out your darn door or get in a bus or, or, or whatever, eh? or even walk on the street. This is what's going to happen, folks. This is complete tyranny, and they're using it as an excuse, you see. No one can be forced to believe that a few philanthropic super billionaires have the best programs for world improvement, just because they have succeeded in accumulating a huge private fortune. He comments. Carol Mueller further rejects the accusation of being a conspiracy theorist by referring to his own expert experience. In Peru, Peru during the Fujimora era, I myself spoke to involuntarily sterilize men and women who had been cheated out of health and happiness with money and false promises, he states, and asks, what does this have to do with a the conspiracy theory? On well, may the 7th Vegano Appeal, which is also signed by Cardinal Joseph Zen and Janus Pujas, as well as Bishops Athanasius Schneider and Joseph Strickland, had called into question the worldwide response of lockdowns and strong restrictions of freedoms of citizens as measures against the coronavirus outbreak. The signatories of the appeal, among whom are journalists, experts, and other clergy are concerned for the church and the world that the COVID-19 pandemic is being used as a pretext by world leaders to control people, strip them of their fundamental rights while providing a disturbing prelude to the realisation of a world government beyond all control. They also remind the public of the liberty of the Catholic Church who firmly asserts her autonomy to govern worship and teach, thus making clear that the state has not the authority to decide over church closures. So far, more than 30,000 people have signed this text. Especially in Germany, Cardinal Muller has been singled out and targeted by numerous Catholic and secular media. They will completely attack you if you think for yourself, that's what he says. The main tenor of the accusations, even in major newspapers, is that this appeal is filled with a set of crude conspiracy theories. That's what they're immediately saying about everything—a conspiracy theory. Uh, even going so far to even purportedly fosters anti-Semitism. They always use that to, to, to try to shame people who, who are not anti-Semitic. You haven't even mentioned anything anti-Semitic. But that's, that's the kind of slap, and, and most folks see that because, oh, back, they back off immediately. Oh, it must be those terrible people. They must be true, and what they're saying about this person. See? Nothing's dirty enough when it comes to these kind of wars or propaganda. And that, they have nothing else to really hit you with, you see. If you're sticking to facts, all they can do is smear you. That's all they can do. And they get paid to smear you. Do you realize what's happening here, folks? It's not just the tracers. It's also these, mu- I mean, thousands of people employed to, to scour the net and algorithms find you, if you've mentioned this and mentioned that, very quickly. And then they attack you with stacks of, of nasty stuff, you know. Your, government, your tax money is paying for all this. And it says, here, the full translation of, of Miller's new interview with a German Catholic newspaper is put below. It says, your eminence, are you really afraid that a world government is about to take over power by means of illiberal measures, as uh, the appeal you, you sign states? And Miller replies, anyone who does not distinguish between the opportunities and the dangers associated with globalization is de- denying the reality. Pope Francis is also opposed to the neocolonialism of states and international organizations forcing abortion among poor people by withdrawing development aid if they refuse. In Peru during the Fujimora era, I myself spoke to involuntary sterilized men and women who had been cheated of health and happiness with money and false promises. What does this have to do with a conspiracy theory? Nothing, of course, doesn't it's fact. They coerce you, you see. It goes on and on in this article and you can read it for yourselves. And then an article two by Whitney Webb, and it says last year a U.S. government body dedicated to examining how artificial intelligence can address the national security and defense needs of the United States discussed in detail the the structural changes that the American economy and society must undergo in order to ensure a technological advantage over China, according to a recent document acquired through FOIA request. And the link is here for the government document, right? This document suggests the U.S., and I put this up before, that the U.S. followed China's lead and even surpassed them in many aspects related to artificial intelligence-driven technologies, particularly their use of mass surveillance. This perspective clearly clashes with the public rhetoric of prominent U.S. government officials and politicians on China who have labelled the Chinese government's technology investments and exports of its surveillance systems and other technologies as a m- major threat to Americans' way of life. But your own government's doing the same thing. So they have, I like the Indian expression, you know, the Native Indian uh, expression, where they said that um, the white man speaks with forked tongue, you know, Say two things at the same mouth, basically. And it's true they they, they condemn China but they but they pass bills to, to basically rival and surpass China in surveilling off their own people. In addition, many of these steps for implementation of such a program the U.S. has laid out in this newly available document currently being promoted and implemented as part of the government's response to the current coronavirus crisis, this likely due to the fact that many members of the same body have considerable overlap with their task forces and advisors currently guiding the government's plans to reopen the economy and efforts to use technology to respond to the current crisis. And it says the the document obtained by the Electronics Privacy Information Center was produced by a little-known U.S. government organization called the National Security Commission on Artificial Intelligence. It was created by the 2018 National Defense Authorization Act. And its official purpose is to conserve methods and means necessary to advance the development of artificial intelligence, machine learning, and associated technology to comprehensively address the national security and defence needs of the United States. It also touches on what I've mentioned before too. It says the, the NSCI AI is a key part of the government's response to what is often referred to as a coming fourth industrial revolution. Now, this is their terms. I keep saying when you see revolution at the end here, it's their system, and it's a revolution to ch- utterly change their system into the, what they want it to be, the next one, a totally different kind of system. That's what it's about. and This is what COVID's all about too, by the way. <laughs> to bring all this into being. Sustainability, depopulation, uh, expert control of society and individuals. You'll have to get tested all your life for your thoughts and your, your speech and all the rest of it and what you believe and yada, yada, yada. How are you, what are you gonna eat and uh, yada, yada, it's, it's everything. Actually. It's a whole new way of living. They've said it quite openly at the Club of Rome and the World Economic Forum. I'll put this article up for those who want to read it too. And Abbott, Abbott's coronavirus test, that was a big one they touted, falls short of rival device. The study indicates Abbott ID now failed to detect 48% of the positive cases found by another machine. Huh? You miss as well say it's probably about half the time it's wrong, which means half the time it's right, which what, what you get from a toss of a coin. In other words, it's useless. Huh? Researchers reported a device manufactured by Abbott Laboratories, widely used to swiftly detect coronavirus, including among senior White House officials, missed nearly half the positive cases detected by another common test. So the researchers at NYU, uh, Langone Health in New York City, compared the Abbott ID now to another device, finding that it missed blah, blah, blah. It keeps repeating this. If you notice, articles keep repeating the same little paragraphs over and over and over. eh? Anyway, that's uh, that, that's been put out, too, in the Wall Street Journal. And um, so there you go, you know. What's the point of it? What, what how much was spent on this rubbish? Eh? This useless, this test? Use, and their other ones aren't any better, you know. <laughs> Not really. Mm-mm-mm. And the elderly lady I mentioned earlier, if you can pull a patient out who's 102 years old, through it. It means they have techniques, and maybe they gave her, mind you, um, some of the plasma from recovered patients before. Maybe that's what they gave her. They gave her something, obviously. But a COVID patient, 102 years old, who did secret work with Winston Churchill in World War Two, makes miracle recovery. So um, they gave a, a big glowing talk about this woman, this elderly woman, and she never disclosed what she did for Woodson, et cetera, and it's maybe, well, it's better not, go, better not even go into that in much detail at all. But uh, yeah, she survived it, right? She obviously got treatment of some kind, and her name is, uh, they, they called her Auntie Kit. That was her the nickname she gave it. Her, her last name, I guess, was, um, let's see, where was it? Yeah, they called her Auntie Kit. Mrs. Grace. I guess that was her, maybe her married name. I don't know. Her husband died in the nineteen fifties, and she never remarried. And she's still alive today. So there you go. She was taken in to the hospital. They thought she had the coronavirus, and uh, there she is. So it's, if she can recover from it, believe you me, that there's methods out there to make it happen, if they want it to happen. A Canadian Archbishop says, selling euthanasia as a solution to suffering is misguided. That's that's true, but it's, it's it's not a heavy statement, that one. It's rather light and polite. Archbishop Terence Prendergast of Ottawa said that trying to sell euthanasia and assisted suicide as a solution to a problem will lead to a different kind of infection in Canada of the continued devaluation of human life. And that's part, mind you, of technocracy, which they're bringing in, is to get you used to the idea you're worthless. They've already got you conditioned to it. Oh, you're non-essential. Huh? Do you realize most of you are labelled already as non-essential? Huh? They, stop and think for your folks. You're getting trained and trained and accepting it. Hey, I'm non-essential. Uh, well, what happens in a year, two years? Time, you're still locked down, eh? Well, uh, nobody really. I'm non-essential. And uh, I, they want to euthanize me now. So, you know, I tell you, it's, it's quite something. Hmm. This is Predner Gast. Uh, he talked about abortion, then shifted his ceremony focus on the issue of euthanasia and assisted suicide in Canada. He spoke of how the coronavirus has shown to be particularly deadly to the elderly. It's because the way they're, they're really just writing them off in the hospitals, they're under direction of the WHO, rather than giving them the standard treatments. They know what it is. Selling euthanasia as is a, is a solution is inviting different kinds of infection. I ask you, doesn't every family deserve the right... To the care that our elders need to sustain their lives Rather than an expedient means of ending it prematurely oh, it's, it's just saving the money All that money that you could be claiming for a pension and so on And your savings The government can grab it And, and use it to pad their own pockets Because eh? everything in government today is, I don't care what country is utterly corrupt <laughs> It's just corruption is normal nowadays eh? It's just taking measures to end one's life easier To access while well, continuing to underfund good long-term care Sends a clear message It says that society values expediency Over compassionate, dignified health care and assistance Euthanasia was legalized in Canada By Justin Trudeau's Liberal Party in 2016 With Bill C-14 In February 2019, Bill C-7 was introduced Which further expanded on Bill c 4 Once upon put on the books, that was expanded Now, now you can kill teenagers If you say they're depressed enough, though, You know You convince them to take the euthanasia and away you go, it's legal. Killing is quite legal now, you know, when the government's doing it and um, and authorizing it. It's quite something. So it says Alex Schattenberg, executive director of the Euthanasia Prevention Coalition, warned on a day three of the 2020 virtual March for Life that Canada was on track to become the worst assisted suicide jurisdiction in the world. More than a thousand people tuned in during day three of the March to view a screening of a powerful film that deals with the realities of euthanasia and assisted suicide. But I'll put these ones up, as I've said before. Most folk don't want to think of these things anymore, especially religion, and they've been—they're so put off, of it, but by incredibly bad press. By again, the pedophiles that've been after little boys and so on for such a long, long time. Mainly little boys are after, and I don't know if they'll ever recover from that. But they weren't all like that. You got to remember that too. A gang got in, just like gangs get in your government and take over, uh, and uh, <laughs> that's a fact today. You can't deny it. Uh, that, that's, that's what's happened even with the Catholic Church too, naturally. But I say naturally because I think in a system, where, especially a system in hyper-sexualized society, because in a war in all society, perhaps hyper-sexualization, uh, that affects everybody. You're, you're taking the priests out of the same the same uh, population, they're contaminated with indoctrination. I mean, sex is a, a weapon, if, if you use it to... And and the the way it's been done, the fashion it's been done. And they bring their perversions into the church with them. And there's all kinds of perversions taught normally now, you know. This isn't just the same-sex things. This is all kinds of... Look look at the people tuning in to to their 50 shades of gray and so on. And I don't know what's taken over from that. And before that was Game of Thrones and I think at all kinds of sexual scenes and that as well, you know. And you, you need more and more and more of it. That's the whole thing with fetishism, too. You need more and more and more of it to to reach the same climax, same orgasmic activity. Uh, it's like a drug, and it destroys the person. In the meantime, it's become addicted to uh, needing it, you know. It's... Uh, a way out of, of temporary, sort a of release out of temporary stress, even, you know. And this world today is full of stress, especially now, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is, a war has been on, it, 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 they talked about it, H.G. Wells did too, how to implement it, how to get women to be prom, prom, uh, promiscuous. He was part of the Free Love Society in the 1880s, 1890s. That's why he was picked up by the, to be a propagandist for the Fabian Society, which is really just a left wing of the establishment. They're on all sides, and he never gave up on that. He said, "Once we get women into the workforce, World War One was great for that." He says, "Get them into a workforce because the guys are at war. Then they can have affairs and so on. And they want to be happy with the one man. And divorces will happen. And the younger ones won't get married at all." This is all, they talked about that and they celebrated it. It was planned that way. And look at it today, we're, we're, we're all at the mercy of the government now. He says, when there's no family standing around you, when the government wants to get to you, there's no one to stand and protect or speak up for you, then you'll obey the government or they'll lift you. And there's no one to stop them from lifting you. That's, that's what he said, folks. Paraphrasing it, that's what he said. The American economy is imploding and America is too and how coronavirus is finishing the job of American collapse. And another 3 million people filed for unemployment claims last week, bring the total since the beginning of the pandemic to a staggering 33 million. How much is that in context? The U.S. labor force is 165 million people. 33 million people means a full 20% of the labor force is now unemployed. But even that's under an understatement. Here's another truer way to think about it. These numbers mean that since the employment-to-population ratio has crashed to just 50%, that means just half of the American population is now employed. These are numbers so catastrophic they make economists like me shudder. They have no modern parallel whatsoever. They point to an emerging depression, call it the coronavirus depression. It's probably going to be greater and worse than the Great Depression. That's what they're wanting, by the way. There's articles from the bigwigs. Uh, have, they're, 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 they're drooling at the thought of a massive, prolonged Great Depression. Income as austerity, the very programs I talked about before, because uh, your governments were all involved in signing documentation on austerity by the Club of Rome and the World Economic Forum and so on, and, and the climates and climatologist yada yada yada, Government by billionaires, common names, former Google CEO, Naturally, it's all in the family. It's all in the big intelligence agency. So common names for a Google CEO to join Gates and Bloomberg in drafting post-pandemic reforms. There you are. You don't need democracy or rights and that. You, they're already there. Your masters are there. So meet your new overlords, left to right. And it says Schmidt, Gates, Bloomberg. And it says uh, New York government Andrew Como appointed the ex-Google CEO Eric Schmidt to lead the panel on post-pandemic reform of health and education systems is by Crism for taking other billionaires with conflicts of interest on board. He'll head a blue-ribbon commission tasked with reimagining New York's existing systems of healthcare and education. I think I read last week, maybe, the article about, um, and I'll put another one up tonight, on Bill Gates. How He was into the Common Core project big time. That really has dumbed the children down even more than they were before, and um, and so here they here they go the next step with it, and and you've got the same characters really uh, going further with healthcare and education. Now healthcare naturally is to make sure that, you, that you're going to you're, you're going to get a whole array, a battery of vaccinations given to you every year now. And again, education priorities to brainwash the children that they've got to accept, I suppose. After about the first few years, it might be so far gone, they won't know what's happening anyway, so they'll take them all. Coma announced on Wednesday during his daily coronavirus briefing that the decision to place such power in the hands of another unelected billionaire has riled critics already uneasy about the governor's post COVID 19 plans. The panel's initial priorities will be telehealth. <laughs> Remote learning and broadband, Schmidt announced. I wonder how much money they're going to charge the taxpayer for all of this, eh? Uh, As they play themselves and indoctrinate the children. She said, Gates Foundation poured nearly a half a billion dollars of its own money into the notorious Common Core program which, while pitched as a way to improve floundering educational performance in mathematics, has actually caused the U.S. to drop even lower, and it a link here to it for the facts, in international ranking. So it gives you the international ranking by the pioneerinstitute.org. And uh, Since its nationwide implementation in 2013, after steering over $4 trillion of taxpayer dollars into the government-funded program, the Foundation tacitly admitted failure in 2016, acknowledging in a letter to donors that it had underestimated the level of resources and support required for public education systems to be well-equipped to implement Common Core. This goes into more detail about the... The educational mess, the morass of it all. House Democrats roll out $3 trillion coronavirus relief bill, eyeing a vote by the end of this week, it says. And uh, Republicans have said they're in no hurry to move on on our bills soon. You understand with the money that they're just... Uh, although it's all magic and nonsense, they could, they could really create as much as they wanted to without having to devalue the currency, if they wanted to, because it's based on nothing anyway. Money is just a, a, a way of controlling you by those that uh, print it and d- decide what value it's going to have that day, every day, etc., etc. So, that, anyway, this bill says the 1815-page bill, and the link is here too, uh, dubbed the HEROES Act. Can you believe it? Eh? The HEROES Act. By Democrats, was projected to cost a little over three trillion dollars as of Tuesday morning, according to a House Democratic aid, Includes bolstering the direct payment program put in place in the 1.8 trillion dollar coronavirus bill passed late March, additional monies for state and local government, and extend. By the time it gets through the, through the through the hands of these characters, a little left for the guys at the bottom, and extending the expiration date for some unemployment benefits related to the pandemic. Quite amazing, eh? And again, too, Forbes. Forbes uh, says, air travel, 4-day process, self-checking, disinfection, immunity passes. Once airports and borders open up again and people are able to fly freely, that's going to be a much reduced people who's authorized to fly, believe you me. It's the bigwigs, of course, who already bypass all the checks. But it says here, a process already in play as airports of all sides around the world ready strategies to ensure healthy air travel. How much are you ready to change your flying habits? It says, concerning some of the changes already happening and the many more recommended before, airports can reopen safely to commercial routes. Experts said that word experts again Hey eh? Bertrand Russell says we're well, training the people To just do it by experts You don't have to name them anymore They just say experts and you bow down Oh my god, an expert said this and Experts are referring to the coronavirus pandemic As the new terrorism It is, it is that a war of terror on the public Obviously they've got The, the public terrified it's, it's, It triggers the biggest crisis the airline industry Has ever faced hmm. Let's start with the entire process Of checking in for flights And it says it could take up to four hours involving social distancing, sanitation of passengers and luggage, wider spaces for various lines, and waiting to board. Nine out of ten experts, again, uh, expect slower turnarounds between flights due to need of thorough cleaning of cabins and following of sanitary measures at airports. So it says, Among the steps under consideration, no cabin bags, no lounges, no automatic upgrades, face masks, surgical gloves, self-check-in, uh, self-bag drop-off, amenity passports, on the spot blood tests, and sanitation disinfection. <laughs> tunnels. <laughs> Digital technologies and automation will play a, a critical role in the future of air travel. The need to reduce touch points at airports implies man's reuse of biometric boarding. There you go that allows passengers to board planes with only their face as a passport. So if you're authorised, you see, there you go. Mm-hmm. It's again called the new normal. Wish I hadn't come up with that years ago. And uh it goes, oh no, no, but you're to have to go through it again. They'll take your temperature and yadda, 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 yadda. Which is pretty pointless anyway, unless you've got the fever at the time. Even then, it doesn't make any difference. With the ones that they're saying I've got the illness, don't even have fevers now. Like those, those, those quarantine sailors I talked about, just brought on board. They didn't have temperatures or anything, but they got tested again. Oh, you've got it. <laughs> didn't have any symptoms at all. So what's the point in the temperature? Only those fit to fly would be allowed to enter. Predicts the airline strategy. Simple, a firm called Simplify.ing is called Simplify.ing is the, the strategy firm in charge of it all. Quite something, isn't it? It really is quite something, what's going on. But yeah, I was was going over the old articles too, the the Catholic bishops in Kenya that charged the United Nations organization with sterilizing millions of girls and women under cover of an anti-tetanus inoculation program sponsored by the Kenyan government. And this was well documented, by the way, it was in some little suspicion. We sent six samples from around Kenya to laboratories in South Africa. They tested positive for the HCG antigen. Uh, Dr. Muhammad Nagari of the Mercy Medical Center in Nairobi told LifeSite News they were all laced with HCG. And it did. They came down with terrible pains, the, the girls. And, and this thing attacked their ovaries. That's what it does, eh? I remember at the time I did the articles not just from this site, but from many other sites who were involved in it, the testing laboratories and all the rest of it, and they're always amazed just how it gets into the, into these, you know, this is for a tetanus shot, it was free though, it was free, they were pushing, Mm-mm-mm. and of course they tried to sue the companies involved, the usual companies, you all know their names, I'll mention again, but, uh, India, too, came out with the same thing. Latin America, different countries in Latin America found the same problem with the same shot. It was doing the same kind of thing. It's all just coincidence, though. So. Another one here, there, too, is... Um, so why did it take so long? Britain finally approves 100% accurate coronavirus antibody tests. I don't believe that either. But experts slam the PHE for taking too long as UK languages, 10 days behind the EU and the US... And uh, I very much doubt it. it's 100%. If it's a fast test, I very much doubt it. So Britain last night finally approved its first commercial coronavirus antibody test. They can tell whether someone has had the infection. It, 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 it could be a test positive for any coronavirus. And again, a Swiss pharmaceutical giant Roche. It's a huge one, can't it? says so it's accurate I meaning it will identify everyone who's had it. But, but questions were today asked about why it took them so long and so on and so on. So it's amazing to get you off the topic of off the track. Uh is to see how it really how we can prove it's dead, dead accurate. There's a there's something there, right? So there you go. And it says, uh, the body makes antibodies in response to many illnesses and infections, including other coronaviruses. New blood tests are being developed to identify antibodies unique to SARS-CoV-2 and the official name of the new virus. The tests look for two kinds of antibodies, immunoglobulin, uh, IgM, uh, that's the M-type, so-called IgM, and G, -G IgG. Um, the body quickly produces IgM antibodies for its initial attack against infections. It makes IgG antibodies more slowly and retains them longer. IgG antibodies suggest possible immunity. This is What's the difference between rapid tests and assays? Some companies are developing finger prick tests that get results in minutes. These are called immunoassays and will form the basis of home testing kits. I was developing a far more accurate test called Enzyme Linked Immunosorbent Assays, or ELISA for short, an acronym that requires sending blood samples to a lab for analysis. And the lab analysis is quite expensive, I believe. For in the States, that was for 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 that type, it was about four and a half thousand per test. So you can see why they're going for these cheapos that give you all the, the fake answers and so on. So yeah, I'll show that if you've had an antibody for for a coronavirus, and it'd be interesting. I really would like to see the surveys to see if um, the ones who've had their shots last year for the flu, if if that's maybe also given them it, you know, yeah, because you have to take all these things in consideration. Science, true science has to look at everything, and do and do studies and everything. Uh, in their article, how France helped build the Chinese bio lab linked to COVID nineteen, and then got burned by the communists. <laughs> it's just quite something, right? Um So they, they it says they, yeah, they gave them. They, they helped to build it for them. And they, they delivered the the turnkey uh, containment lab to China has long been public knowledge we're finding out now that France had a big hand in it but now a German newspaper has added derivative details to the story the inside information comes from interviews with French scientists directly involved with the effort once they had built it for the Chinese the Chinese didn't, um, the, the, the French hoped they could also use it but the the, Chinese, the French were kicked out and the Chinese just took it over that's, uh, that's how you can trust them there eh? you go Says to the surprise and consternation of the French, uh, that ceremony marked the effective end of the research partnership that the opening of the lab was supposed to inaugurate. Now that China had the P4 lab and technology it wanted, it promptly promptly stiffed its foreign partner and tore up the agreement it had signed. I want to also put up some YouTubes I've mentioned before. I'll put these links of it, CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, remember. Remember as well, you, you can donate to me at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website and, uh, and list the official sites which are all listed on that site, in case one or one goes down or others go down. Because the ones at the top, if you, if you've read their event 201, uh, they actually mention that the stages that go through before they eventually start to imprison folk. That's actually what they did in the test. Eh? If folk wouldn't toe the line, and they'll, put, they'll just arrest you for being giving out false information, which is detrimental to others, and that's going to be the excuse for arresting you and imprisoning you. So uh, there's been no debate, don't you understand? From the, th- the authorities, that you only take the authorities' opinions. That's it. Authorized authorities, and they're all sworn to the same agenda to the bitter end come for me, and and uh, nothing is going to deter them from this agenda. It's way, be, way beyond mm-hmm. any, any virus, the, the agenda. Way, way beyond. It's the whole sustainability program here. So anyway, take note of it cutting through the com, and the, the sites that I have listed, and hopefully you can throw a few pennies mm-hmm. my way, because it costs money to do what I do, and I don't sell Stuff I don't sell you all the usual stuff they sell you um, for to help. you, Or even T-shirts I don't sell that either. But uh, you can help me take along because the information is used by everybody, and very few folk uh, will, will send anything my way at all. And you, you can even tell who's using my stuff because the even my archive stuff. Some of the biggies mention, someone's mentioned. Someone was mentioning last week about the little people. The talks I gave back in the late nineties about the elite being tall, because they had the best foods and proteins and stuff, and interbred with other people that, that were really of the master race, put it that way, and uh, the nobility, and um, and how the rest of the folk were stunted, and they call them the little people, but never mentioned where they get it from. It's just quite amazing. but I'll see it verbatim from my talks, because uh, they have them, some of them. So it's up to really the rest, the, the decent folk, to, to send things my way hopefully, and I can keep doing what I'm doing because I put information that some folk are scared to put out. And I have nothing else to push. I have no politics to push at all because I think they're all the same, that we're run by. But Carl Quigley said it, and he was, again, the historian for a while for the Council on Foreign Relations, and he said that, that the parties eventually push. In the 1960s, we were already pushing the same agendas for elections and election time. Uh, jobs, education, healthcare, etc. And, and he said that. He says, when they all start part the same stuff, it's really one group. And that's what you've got. There's, there's no difference between them all. There's one big gang who are completely on board uh, serving the, mas- the masters above them. It's not the people who put them in the power. Uh, they're already pre-selected by organizations like the Council on Foreign Relations. And the, gr- the group's even above that. And they're elected uh, into power, and they're told what to do. So, as I say, you can send a few pennies my way, hopefully. And remember, you can even mail me checks and so on. It's going to be harder as they go in with the banks and all that to, to get things done. But hopefully, I can get them things eventually cash at the banks. Um, they meet you in Sudbury, I believe. You stand outside the bank in a, in a line up, and they have a kind of a tent thing outside of it for the one teller and you have to go through this ridiculous farce of, before you get to the teller and uh, all the process of social distancing and so on and so on. Uh, It's such a, it really is such a farce, honestly. When when we see, especially in Sudbury, when you see the numbers, even the official numbers of people who've had it in the past, it's so pathetically low, but you, you crash a whole economy and businesses go bankrupt and go under And it's happening to the whole country. This is a a completely retraining exercise on the new way of living. It really is. And and it's not. It really is not what they're telling you it's for. I mentioned, I used to give talks on, on absurdities and how absurdities must be introduced by totalitarian regimes to make you start to obey more absurd uh, parts of the agenda, and, and follow absurd orders, until you can't trust yourself and your own logic. That's part of the strategy, It's well understood from the days of Pavlov. Even he was, he was really into that kind of stuff, and to get a whole new way of living for and training for for school children for for Russia. And veteran Russell said it too, with this experimental school he had in nineteen twenties. He practiced on making the children believe completely absurd things, and children will believe them because they're not absurd to children at the time. (laughs) And he said, he said, if if I separate the children from the rest of society, I can tell them that snow is really black, and and when they grow up, they'll have arguments with other people outside because they will, they will, they will have seen the opposite, and they'll think they're right. He was using that as an example how he could train them to believe anything. Well, they're doing that with it with adults now. So shock programs, Pavlovian shock. Now you're going through, and uh, it, it creates a form of it creates a form of neurosis by doing absurd things. Viruses don't care if you're six feet apart or twenty feet apart. In reality, it it doesn't it doesn't have a, a measuring tape. It doesn't have a firewall. It says, "Well, I can't get through this. I'm six feet away, but I can't get any further towards this person." It's, it's so it's so absurd. You understand? Then the testing is absurd too when it's generally wrong. It's a toss-up. And the fast-tracking uh, tests that they're putting out uh, now, uh, is it testing for this particular COVID virus? Can it detect this particular uh, antivir- uh, antibody you'll need for it? Can it? Or does that antibody work with a few, a whole bunch of different viruses of the coronavirus type? See, it's not meant to be realistic, it's meant to be, for people who really don't know much about it, just to accept. And most folk are so naively trusting, they've been trained that way since birth, they have no reason to be suspicious, they believe what they're told, even though they don't understand it. But again, absurdity is important, to because they've got a long ways to train to train you into new things, of new, new ways of living, completely new way of living, remember. It wasn't just starting with gender types and things like that uh, and then enforcing that by law. But now you have to believe what they're telling you about a whole bunch of things. You understand what I'm saying here. Uh, they, they showed you that in movies before and even in comedies where, they, where they, they'll have you. To absurd things, Uh, like Woody Allen, and when in *The Bananas*, he joins a terrorist group that 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 eventually win and overthrow the government in Latin America, a little Latin American country, and immediately their their leader goes crazy, and says everybody must now wear their underwear and outside their clothing, and and speak Danish. And uh, it's absurd. But that's what we're, the same thing happened with Donald Sutherland in a movie mentioned a few weeks ago, too, in a similar uh, type of movie, where he becomes uh, the revolutionary leader. And he tells that he says the children must wear their, their ties to the right of their neck or something or to the behind them. It was something like that. It's, it's literally uh, these absurdities that they push that you must uh, uh, go along with. Well, they've got people literally standing uh, like, you know, two yards away from each other. Everywhere they go. They've got robots going to get unleashed upon you to enforce all. <laughs> and drones over your head, and you're accepting that. You've been told this might last forever. Because it's gonna. Because you. The. the, the, the oh understand every vaccine you've ever had has to be recorded electronically and yet it's going to be wearable in one form or another. And then your updates are becoming going to become yearly and your boosters for everything yearly and you must have them or you can't continue living or walking the streets or, or going into a store to buy food. You'll be punished, punished, punished. This is not democracy of any kind at all, folks. Hmm. So as I say, go to dot com and hopefully send a few pennies my way, because uh, I've no axe to grind with politicians. I just don't believe in them because they're all crooked. I've never seen. I've, I said before, if 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 elections work for the people and voting worked for the public, it would be banned. We we get a few years of just barely making it from the last crisis to the next crisis, and and, and we never we, we get. <laughs> raped and plundered and pillaged every time by the authorities, and the wealth of it is, it's grabbed off you and absconded with, and then they dish out that wealth to their, their corporate powers. Look at well look at the, Look at the trillions they're throwing around the world right now to these big, big fat corporations. And you have to be, you've got to live in austerity now. Eh? And this is just the start of it. They keep telling, oh, this is just the start of it. This is me, oh yeah, this is going to go into next year, maybe two years, maybe four years down the road, but once they get it into next year, it's never going to go beyond, it's never going to go up, go away. It's an agenda, folks, and they can play this game forever with, with new tests, or oh, this new test has de- detected that, oh my God, it's worse than we thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And facts don't matter, facts really don't matter when there's an agenda in play. So, the date to me, com, and find out how to do it, Now I'll continue. And find out how to do it on the website. As I say, I have a few uh, YouTubes to put up, or videos to things. Because a lot of folk really need the, the visual evidence today, you know. And, um... Actually, it's endless, even the evidence is coming out visually now. <laughs> but again, it doesn't ma- facts don't matter. It doesn't matter when I mean, the agenda the is in play. And uh, nothing will matter until the public starts saying, no, that's just this, this, gone far enough, you know. Really. I mentioned before about that uh, movie, um, Viva Vendetta, where the, the V character... Has to go. He was after every member of this this gang that took over government And they had an ecclesiastical group and he had a scientific group that tested on the public He had the political group and the military group and so on all these different members and uh, And they, f- they formed a gang and it turned out that the gang had taken over they ran the country by releasing some bacterial or viral weapon against the public, then blamed a terrorist organization that didn't exist, which gave them the right to then take over the government, to save the people, and uh, and then bring in a a, a controlled society, a fascist-type controlled society, uh, total surveillance and everything else that didn't tolerate democracy, and so on and so on. And so V went after the characters who had released this virus and then looked for a way to try to find antidotes to it after releasing it. And one of them was a, a woman, a scientist, who said, it's quite well done actually, because she said, yeah, they used to bring us into different prisoners, because these prisoners were testing different things on and injecting them with diseases that generally killed them slowly and horribly. But she says, yeah, she says, initially I felt bad. She says, but eventually I began to despise these people. that came in and they, they, they had their heads bowed forward. They stared at the floor and uh, never had eye contact. And they were so hopeless. They were disgusting, you see. They were disgusting. They didn't despise them. Well, that's what you're seeing right now. I, I look at some of these, these articles put out by the those in authority over the health systems especially. And I can see it in them, that they, they are the very characters who will despise you as little nothings as they, as they get their nasty wicked way with you, if you allow this to go on. I really see it, I really mean that, that's my point of view and that's how I see it. And uh, it will come to that, I guarantee you, if you start to become a pincushion for uh, Big Pharma and the big gangs that run the corporations, and, and who uh, who really uh, have more say in who gets into government than you do. And then, um, this article is pretty good actually, population matters, very important, I mentioned before, it's the same names actually you'll find in the, in the Darwin group for eugenics and so on, at least a lot of them are. And the population matters and they have the little slogans and for the sustainable world you see. and. One of the articles goes on to say that, um, from their site, that really, uh, the problems really always come back down to too many people. Quite blatant, right to the point, which is good. Too many people, meaning too many of you, you understand. They go on about to distinguish patrons, right? So they've got Sir David Attenborough. Now, why would they even get knighted, this guy, David Attenborough, who's always been culling the population and culling this and culling that, eh? Well Prince Philip remember is the head of the, uh, a whole bunch of organizations on the same with and he's been blatantly honest or incredibly honest about his thoughts on population reduction and culling you know, and that's the terms that Prince Philip uses anyway, so David Attenborough, the naturalist, as I say, they always give you people that are nice and friendly and they give you all these wildlife things to get you used to them and um So the human population can no longer be allowed to grow in the same old, uncontrolled way. If we do not take charge of our population size, then nature will do it for us, and it's the poor people of the world who will suffer most. He really cares, you see. Remember now, no one has elected any of these people to to, to dominate us, and they're, they're a big branch of the, the Club of Rome and the World Economic Forum and all the usual characters and CFR, yadda yadda yadda. So it's just one big clique, you know. Dame Jane Goodall, I don't know if she was good or not, but she played around in the forest an awful lot. And she says, It's our population growth is underlies just about every single one of the problems that we've inflicted on the planet. If there were just a few of us, then the nasty things we'd do wouldn't really matter, and Mother Nature would take care of it. But there are so many of us. Hmm? Well, I I always say, why don't they lead by example? and, And you know, you know. And then there's Chris Packham. Naturalist and nature photographer Television presenter and author There's no point bleating about the future of Pandas, polar bears and tigers When you we're not addressing The one single factor that's putting More pressure on the ecosystem than any other Namely the ever increasing Size of the world's population Well the ever increasing size Of the world's population is the world's problem the, the, the West the, the, Look at the articles for years And years and years I've read them On the air even uh, Where every year is a decline, 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 and, and when it starts to equal or, or birth and death, it's because it's, it's mass migration that keeps the numbers up. So the West feel, they were awfully good, and dutiful to their to the orders of their masters, and only had maybe one or two children per family for years. Lots of them didn't have any children at all. And, well, now it's not enough for for goodness sake, okay? So now you've got the world's population, supposedly. Well, you can't do anything about the world's population. All you've done is what you've done for yourself. And, but that doesn't please them either. So the West's numbers are down, but that's not good enough. You've got to suffer with the world, you understand. And they didn't start to sterilize the people in the West. I mean, uh, 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 and, and some of the, the, the big uh, countries, uh, population-wise. They started it all in the West long ago. That's why the, the, the fertility problem is mainly in the West, for goodness sake. Haven't you figured that one out yet? So anyway, there you go. Natural Environment White Paper by Chris Packham. Hmm. Ah, dear, I, And Liliana uh, Munter. Uh, it says, uh, race car driver, an environmental activist who's also got an, a a vegan. Think you'll see it there. She's got a picture with a, a, a jacket with a vegan written on the front. They have to advertise the, the, what they're advocating. You see, and al- the ultimate intelligence of our species will be determined by whether we face our population issue and get it under control, or continue to sweep it under the rug because uncomfortable conversation. The future of life on Earth depends on us doing the former. Hmm. Then Jonathan Porritt. I've mentioned him many years ago. To president of population matters, he's a CBE, naturally, and um, I think his companion of the British Empire. Won't, won't be a commander of the British Empire, surely, but, but founder. Even it's a bit royalty too, giving these folks the titles. Same with Sir Attenborough, etc. Huh. Founder Director of the of the Forum for the Future and former Chair of the United Kingdom Sustainable Development Commission. Population uh, raises all these questions about religion. Oh, I see, religion's in the way, you see. About culture, about male dominance in the world, like male dominance in the world. What a joke that is in the West, anyway. And people get very uncomfortable about that says Jonathan Porritt. Because see, what they say is, they've been aiming for years for the UN and all their charitable donations and used uh, old computers, now, which they fix up and throw over there by the millions. It's to train women so they can break the the cycle of getting married and having children. That's what they've been trying for years, and it's not really working that great, no matter how much money they throw at it. So so they they use this pretense of... of, um, Putting the women in charge for the, for the third world countries. And they rile everybody up and get everybody, even the genders, against each other, to every kind of war they can imagine, they, they foment for sure. But Jonathan Porat is a sly character indeed, and I wouldn't trust him an inch. Sir, or any of them, in fact. Sir Partha Dasgupta is another one. And um, he's Frank Ramsey, Professor of Economics, University of Cambridge. And Cambridge for for, for the <laughs> I forget the economics department there, but they, they've turned out amazing communists in the past too. And uh, big professor, this is Paul Er or oh, Paul Erlich. Oh, the, 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 he's still going, yeah, eh? I think. He's being professor of population studies at Stanford University. This is the guy who had the population time bomb and all these kind of things. He was on the that coming ice age and all that too at one time and then and then of course the global warming thing. And, he, and his wife, of course, was uh, on the a founding member and on the board, I think, of the Club of Rome. Small world, as I say, you know. And uh, Professor John Gilbod. Said, should we now explain to UK couples who plan a family that stopping at two children or at least having one less than first intended is the simplest and biggest contribution anyone can make to leaving a habitable planet for our grandchildren? There you go. Mm-mm. It is a video called John Gilbod Sex and the Planet. He It goes on and on. Adrian Hayes, record breaking polar explorer, and adventurer, speaker, coach, campaigner, and author. And they'll get well funded by the same characters that were so well known. uh, If they become advocates and push, because they're now celebrities, you know. Malcolm Potts, uh, Professor of Maternal and Child Health, and the first and former holder of the Fred H. Bixby Endowed Chair in Population and Family Planning of the University of California. Sarah Parkin, OBE, that's the Order of the British Empire. Principal Associate of the Sustainability Literacy Project. She's also co-founder of Forum for the Future, Chair of the Richard Sandbrook Trust, Trustee of the St. Andrew's Prize, and Board Member of the Carnegie Trust for the Universities of Scotland. So there you go. She's... um, Susan Hampshire, she was an actress, didn't get get too far in her career, I think. And... uh, James Lovelock, of course, originator of the Gaia theory, uh, and he's on a bit of population growth again. It says, climate change, two sides of the same coin. Uh, Sir so Crispin, tickle. You wouldn't want to tickle this guy. But uh, it says, director of the Policy foresight Program, the James Martin S.U. and former UK permanent representative on the United Nations Security Council. Population was a big issue, but thirty years ago, now it's not. But I suspect it will come back because it has to be discussed as one of the big environmental problems of our time. So you see, population is an environmental problem, Mm-hmm-hmm. and he's a bigwig too. Have mentioned him before in previous years, and but anyway, if you should look into their their website, it's interesting. Uh, they're quite blatant and in, in your face with their their platform, basically what they stand for, and what they think of you, not themselves, but you, you know. Uh, it never changes. I've got books here from the 1920s, when right after World War I in Britain, uh, some ministers and, and civic-minded people wrote books on the, the incredibil- incredibility of, of being told all the time to, to stop, having, stop having children. For the, the the lower middle classes and the working classes, and that the war hadn't killed enough people off, and they wrote about that back then, and who was pushing them to have less children? Well, the Winston Churchill types and all the nobility, and they had big families. In the nobility, because uh, they could hire lots of nannies to take care of children. Children often didn't even know their mum very well until they could, they left high school. But, uh, and I'm quite serious about that. But that they made sure they did it. they're so frightened, Too many of the working class people, even though they needed them at that time for the for the industrial uh, factories, etc. See, you can't please them at the top, and that they're always afraid of you. They're always afraid of you in case you become so numerous, you you become a threat to them. Just back, but if you're pure numbers alone, you see, and they want to start culling you down. But yeah, that's what the ministers and priests in these books I've got. We're talking about, and they named the families. They're, they're all aristocrats and nobility. Had uh, big families themselves, and they're telling you not to have many children, if any at all. And then the folk, the folk comply, right? They comply, and then eventually they say, oh, they, "You know, there's not enough of you. We we'll start bringing migrants, and then certain groups cheer on that because they want they want to destroy the culture <laughs> of the people, you know." It's just incredible how it's planned that way, and it's not all accidental or happenstance, it's completely, completely, intricately planned, every step of it, including the structure and the culture and everything else. too. It's quite something, to, when you get into it, to find out how the world really is run, and it's still run the same way, and greater detail now with the types of communication and, um, and observation and surveillance that they have today. It's astonishing, really. It really is. Honestly, it's something else. It's a long, long, long road to, their, to fulfill their agenda. A long way. And their article here, too, is, is um, Sweden and Imperial College Model. Imperial College, of course, is Neil Ferguson who had his big wrong numbers, as always, from every, every previous thing he's done to his big wrong numbers. This person is. I'm not able to reproduce charts here, but I here reproduce some material which shows how and in what ways the peel College model of projected deaths was applied to and in Sweden. I'm grateful to RS for the information. He says it comes from a study, and it gives you the study here too. The link, the link is here, so you can look it up for yourself. Conducted in April by Uppsala University, Stockholm, on page 8, they state where they derived their model from. And they say, we employed an individual agent-based model based on the work by Ferguson et al. The citation they use is is to this, which is the Imperial College model, replete with graphs that look like they were put together by a rather dull student. That's what they say. It's rather so pathetic that uh, Ferguson's work is. And it gives you the link to that too, right? So this is, this is, this is the, the, the official modelling uh, links and so on. The report shows this uh, a number of per, uh, predictions using the IC-based model, the computer-based model. According to various levels of interventions, by the 12th of May it appears to predict the following numbers of deaths, right? This is what the model projected for, for Sweden. Approximately 65,000 deaths For a do-nothing policy If it did nothing, 65,000 would die Number two, approximately 45,000 deaths For the policy that Sweden actually imposed Right. Approximately 20,000 deaths For a lockdown policy similar to that imposed in the UK So they obviously wanted a complete lockdown To bring numbers down to 20,000 And Sweden didn't do it and they didn't do it, and yet they said, a number two, it said if Sweden uh, uh, went, went the way that they did, that 45,000 people would die. Right? Says, As you will be aware, Sweden's current recorded deaths are around 3,300. That's for, for, I guess, from January right through to the present, which is low even for regular folk dying off. So it's, um, the way that Sweden did it, right? 3,300 versus what Ferguson's models said would happen if they if they did the same policy that they actually did. They said we gave 45,000 would die. Isn't that astonishing? It's like everything else that Ferguson did. Can you believe it? Eh? The guy's never been right in his whole life on anything. He's a walking disaster. So Sweden's actual recorded deaths are about one one14th f- one of what is predicted their actual policy would bring and even one-sixteenth of a hypothetical lockdown scenario even though it isn't under those conditions. One interesting aspect of this is that it gives the lie to all those who keep saying uh, what about population density etc when comparing Sweden to the UK. We can now respond by saying that the model upon which the UK's policy is based when applied to Sweden and therefore, taking into account population density can be shown to have overestimated Sweden's deaths by huge margins. And it gives you the link to the reports and you can read it up for yourself. Quite amazing, eh? Mm. Underneath it, too, is the transcript of Assumption interview, Lord Assumption. I mentioned that before as well. but uh, And that's interesting as well because he's spoken out about it big time. And... Uh, he knows it's a con as well It's a very big, big agenda <laughs> And the Queen, eh? The Queen, as I say Look, all these folk who've who been knighted And and elevated and given all these Awards by the British Empire You know, the Order, etc And, and uh, made sirs, some of them eh? Or dames is another one for women the Queen's Corona Revival's speech that she gave, We Will Succeed and better Days Will Come. I think they went, to. I don't know if they played Vera Lynn on this one or not, but anyway, it's it's got the Telegraph, the, the newspaper Telegraph, and it says, um, it, it gives you the speech, right? She was on to say about an increasingly challenging time, a time of disruption in the life of the country, disruption, blah, blah. And then she thanks everybody in the National Health Service front line that... Uh, as well as care workers and those carrying out essential roles and so on and so on. But she eventually goes into the World War Two, you know. And how it's, it's like the World War Two and, and families feel pain and so on and and they have to if some people have died loved ones and and we together we're tackling this disease and uh, during the war they had to send the children away from London, the big cities, because of the bombing they had on on the cities and so on. And, I mean, she's an old woman, right? But remember who she's married to as well, Prince Philip, who's who's a complete advocate of eugenics. And and depopulation. One of the speeches he made, Prince Philip made in Sweden to one of his groups. I've got it here. What he talked about. He says, you know, he says we, we often have uh, an excess uh, population of, of deer on, on our lands, and they've got massive lands across the planet. And he says, well, well you know, sometimes there's so many of them they start killing off the, some of the, the wildflowers and and they and they breed and, 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 and more come along and, and they breed and until you have these huge, huge herds, huge herds of of, of deer that you can't control. Is it and you have to have a cull with them, you know, that's what you have to do. And and so he's really referring to people. <laughs> Just like that, folks. Now, when they start voicing these things, like cunning people, and then you have all the organizations that he's the head of, and, he's, he's, and they're all parts of them, like Population Matters and so on. They all know each other, all these groups, and they're all sanctioned. You better believe they're not just talking about things. They find ways to do it and implement it. I hope you understand that. They will not ask for volunteers for sterilization. It just happens, and you're just saying, oh my goodness, so-and-so can't have children anymore. I wonder how that happened, and yada, yada. Are you getting the picture? Hmm? Wake up from this naivete, right? It's time you all woke up, honestly. It truly is. It really, truly is. Hmm? So, I'll leave the queen here. And go on to the next article. Now, Rand Paul says Doctor Fauci is not the end all on a, uh, authority on coronavirus response. So yeah, he's telling the truth. You've been all trained to believe, in, in a short time of space, that this guy is indeed, the world. Is, no, he's not the world expert in things. He's, he's given you his opinion supposedly, and he's got such vested interest in the things that there's rather dangerous to even have such opinions. Rather openly Um, And he's not The the be-all and end-all To coronaviruses Any more than Neil Ferguson Is the right guy to do computer modelling On on projections Unless you want some science fiction Scenarios, maybe you work for the movie industry You know, for horrors and things But uh, yeah There's other people coming up with it too uh, again, they're, they're, I'll put up two. They're covered, COVID-19 patients in the Orthodox Jewish community flocked to donate plasma in that, to Pennsylvania. Because uh, it works, you see. It works. Right, China was doing that too. And they, I'm sure that's what they must have pulled that, that elderly lady through in Britain, 103 years old, for goodness sake, you know. Another one too is, um, let me see now a little quip by old um, David Rockefeller, an old one, and he said, we're on the verge of a global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis and the nation will accept the new world order. And of course, I've mentioned before, the the 21st century was the the, the century of change. They, They talked about it in academia for the last 50 years of the 20th century. They, they, they knew they could bring the next phase of the, of the system. And um, and you're in it, this is the transformation age, the, the time of change, the agenda for the 21st century, the whole century, uh, has to be accomplished in 100 years. And that's why you hear transformation, uh, everywhere you, you look at, you know, everything's transforming, <laughs> even people. But uh, New Old Order, David Rockefeller. And Dr. Ron Paul said that people should be leery about a coronavirus vaccine. He was on to previous vaccines that were rushed through and uh, the damage it did to populations, thousands of people and so on. I think he gives an example in this one, uh, the example of the swine flu, um, non-pandemic <laughs> that broke out uh, back in the seventy-six, uh, I think it was. And the rushed through a vaccine and the vaccine wasn't properly made. Nothing to do with the virus that was out there, so it saved nobody's life from from it. It caused a lot of harm where people ended up dying from the inoculation and died from the flu that year. And that's from uh, Representative and Dr. Ron Paul. We shouldn't need to be told to be cautious. So you see, that this terror, this driving, stampeding the herd, this, so you can't think for yourselves and say, wait a minute here, maybe it's uh, not such a great idea. They really want to ram it all through us, all through this. This is astonishing. Another article too is um, this scientist nearly went to jail for making up data. Washington Post scientific integrity took another hit Thursday when an Australian researcher received a two-year suspended sentence after pleading guilty to seventeen fraud-related charges. Main counts against the neuroscientist Bruce Murdoch were for an article heralding a breakthrough in the treatment of Parkinson's disease. And the judges' conclusions were damning. That's quite common, and you have no idea how common this kind of thing is amongst the scientists. You can get big, big grants if they come out with amazing theories and findings, you know. And uh, there's nothing more uh, a case than the uh, better case than what we're seeing today. Another one, too, South Australia eliminates coronavirus with no known cases in the state as Western Australia declares all hospitals free of COVID 19. That's quite the boast, eh? And uh, we'll see how it goes from there. Another article, Stanford researchers uncover patterns and how scientists lie about their data. This is when they, they falsify data, try to cover it up by writing differently. In their published works, a pair of Stanford researchers have devised a way of identifying uh, these written clues. That was 2015, one of many articles about how they fudged their, their articles to get some fame and money and so on. Now I'm sure I could go on for hours, but I'm not going to. <laughs> because uh, what I put out is relevant information that those who can handle the truth will get and will wade their way through. It shouldn't terrify them. It shouldn't terrify you at all. It simply fortifies you on what you must do to stand up against tyranny and make it quite plain that you still have rights and nothing can take those rights away from you. If you can take away your rights, then you're not living in a system that lawfully you're supposed to be in. You have to change the law and everything else, and the constitutions, and etc., or any charters, that they change them completely. And if they haven't announced they've changed them completely, then uh, what they're doing is illegal. Of course it's illegal. And remember, too, and the, the big difference with the West as well, as opposed to totalitarian, tyrannical societies... Is that we're governed by the consent of the governed. Huh? Uh, and the police are the same. The police can only enforce that which is which the consent by the, governed, by the governed allows. If they go overboard with it, they won't be allowed by the consenters anymore. They won't have the consent. And then they become an enemy of the people, obviously. And that's happened in different societies down through, even through the 20th century, we saw it happening. So you've got to remember that... Um, power doesn't give up easily, especially tyrannical power, when you've had people sworn to an agenda. And that's what you're seeing, people have been literally sworn to an agenda. All those connected with the WHO definitely sworn to it, absolutely. And and not just for, for what they're telling you, the COVID, it's for a completely new way of living, remember. A permanent new way of living, never going back to the old, even Fauci said that, and even though he has no authority to to, to talk about politics or social systems or anything changing, here, here he is advocating the same stuff as the World Health Organization and telling you that life will never be the same again. Uh, you're in a, a system where supposedly if, if the money was all real, you're going to be bankrupt a thousand times over. It bad enough after 2007 and eight when the currency was devalued for so-called re like that's how they like to phrase it, when they plundered the public. And now you're going into the next phase, so it's going to be a lot worse, actually. And you have more uh, elite members then running you because the people with their hands out for huge bailouts, uh, the big corporate giants. Uh, money goes into individual pockets and it literally creates instant billionaires, <laughs> some of it, absolutely. Uh, so corrupt, the whole system is so corrupt. But they're telling you, is you're just never going to go back to what they... But you've got to stand firm. And you can't let... As I say, once you start taking a step backwards, then it's followed by the next step until you're walking backwards permanently. Until you hit a wall and there's nowhere else to run. And you've got to snip it in the bud and tell people to leave off. And until they literally show you the laws which they've run through, which won't be lawful really... But they, they can't force you to do something with, with, without giving you something to look at and read or whatever. Uh, then whoever they're forcing upon you cannot be lawful. And um, yeah, real, pe- people have, real people have really died with uh, this particular virus that's going around. And it's not that unusual from other viruses really. And, and it's definitely putting people away. But I think it's the treatment too that's been advocated by the World Health Organization that has been part of the, the the death of so many because they've literally not gone along the same regime. you always give them the old prednisolone alone uh, treatment uh, when that happens, uh, coupled with antibiotics to, to save off antibiotic secondary infections setting in. Uh, but that that kills off the the cytokine storm very quickly and then you can give them other treatments along with it as a recover. But it's well understood, well known. But when you when you see them dumped in your hospital wards, just stick them on ventilators and leave them, uh, that's as that nurse said last week. That's a death sentence, and that's what you're seeing across the planet right now. But they can pull if they're important enough, they'll pull you through by giving you the right kinds of treatments, like that one hundred and three year old lady in England. So don't give up hope, folks. Uh, the terror is meant to make you lose your sensibilities until you simply obey. That's what rulers always use, terror, uh, to get obedience from the public. And, and a whole new way of living is to come out of everything. Their whole sustainability agenda they've been pushing for years. Uh, and they said at the World Economic Forum that people weren't listening to them and we were still consuming you know, and being happy. They didn't, they didn't like that at all. Uh, so they had to bring in a new system in altogether through, again, this is it, terror and fear. And and they're, they're they're quite open about it. The Club of Rome, the World Economic Forum, they're gleeful about it. all the all the sustainability groups are just uh, having orgasms over we can ram the whole agenda through now quite openly in their official uh, outlets of for, for their own media. It's not conspiracy information at all, it's factual, they're they're telling you. (laughs) A green economy, you know, and a different way of eating and different things to eat, meaning no meat and vegan and so on. They they also said that, remember, at the last meeting they had last year for sustainability and the climate and so on. So here you go with the whole thing. eh? So don't buckle under and be terrified of it all. And it, it, this thing is beatable, there's no doubt about it, it's beatable. And like most things that have happened before, it come and come and go in a little, little spikes over one or two, maybe three years max, but tends to just fade off after the first big f- spike, which we've already passed already in the West. Unless uh, something else is uh, released, to put it that way, or uh, just happens to suddenly evolve <laughs> by itself. And we'll see that tongue-in-cheek, eh? So take care of yourselves, members. I say, go to matrix dot com, uh, throw some cash my way, hopefully, and I'll keep uh, kicking along here and putting information out, and uh, and telling you. That just don't give up. Uh, there's more people. If, if you understand the truths that are out there and what's what's really happening, then remember, there's more people like yourself uh, that are waking up all the time, and beginning to understand what's happening. And uh, like minds tend to attract, and and you grow. You definitely grow in numbers. until, And they're taking real-time statistics and surveys constantly on how the public are responding in different segments, yes, no, and all the rest of it. And uh, they'll know when to, to start backing off or becoming more totalitarian to try to ram their agenda through. So don't be frightened no matter what happens. And remember, you're not alone. You're not alone out there. You're not. So from myself, Alan what from Ontario, Canada, this good night, I and mean, may your God or your gods go with you.